Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. The hype isn't justified yet. That's coming right up. Good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman. And we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be, the way sports should be. My guy, my partner, my friend, Jeff Schwartz, how are you? I am doing good. Uh, we had a little fun last night. My wife's birthday is today. Uh, happy birthday. I mean, she's not listening. So, <laughs> But happy birthday to, to her. We had a good night last night. But I'm glad to be here, man. So much to talk about. You know, it's, it's tip- this is typically like the time of year, Andy, when we're we're going through like lists. You know, the top 10 best players at some position, blah, 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 blah. But there's so much to get to in sports. It's fantastic. There certainly is. And I never thought I'd be talking about the College World Series. Now, we talked about the women's softball a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I, I'm kind of hooked. I mean, this LSU game yesterday against Florida was unbelievable in the 11th inning. It's unreal, really. Well, what I like about it most is this College World Series has been um, one uh, that has been lower scoring than usual. Um, and I always prefer games that are lower scoring. Um, I think they're, they're just crisper. Uh, every pitch feels more important. And the last two LSU games have gone to extra innings, both in 11th innings, and they've been very low scoring. Obviously, the weight game was 2 nothing. Uh, I believe last night was, what, 5-4? 4-3. Um, uh, was it 4-3 or 5-4? 4-3. 4-3. Um, yeah. So, hey man, sign me up for those. I, I'll take low scoring defense, pitching, um, you know, I, I want, you know, nice to get a couple hits every now and then, but I, I much prefer that over anything else. 
And I'll tell you this much. If I had my druthers, if I had to, to make a selection between watching the College World Series or the XFL or USFL, I'm watching the College World Series, and I love football. Well, I'm, I'm watching the USFL because I do cover it a little bit for, for Fox. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's – you know, I, I've always said this, and I have no problem even though I do, I do cover it a little bit. It's like, it's, you know, the, I'm glad the USFL has played – um, after the football season, um, because you know, the XFL is played almost immediately, and you're like, "Oh, I just got done watching six months of football. I, I just can't watch any more football." Um, so the XFL is at least gives us the opportunity to breathe a little bit. But you're right. I mean, I, I have trouble sometimes watching bad college football, um, and the USFL, you know, is uh, is not bad football. The game, I watched a little bit of the game last night. I mean, the games when the games matter, they're they're pretty good, but. It's certainly um, much, much different than, you know, college football or the NFL. Right. And look, I, I'm not down on those legs. I think it's a great opportunity for guys to get an opportunity to, to play at the next level. That's basically what it is. If you're a football junkie, that's what you do. I, I can't see people actually wagering on it. I'm sure there are lines on those games, but I can't see how people could even place a bet on those games. Well, you can, you, you can bet on those games. Um, you know, Chris Felica, uh, the bear, uh, works for Fox Sports with me. Um, he, he's really good at wagering on, uh, on, uh, on, on, on USFL. There's, and there's money to be made if you would like to make it at times. So just, I, I you, you just pay attention. You can make I'm money. Trying. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm listening. I'm trying. All right. I, I want to go back in time a little bit to this NBA draft. Okay. And all I heard about is Wemby. Okay. Victor Wembanyama, the first round pick. I mean, I heard about him way back in March. And a kid from France. They don't even know how tall the kid is. They say he's seven five with shoes, seven three without shoes. I mean, the hype is is nuts. It, it's nauseating. It really is. And I think that you got to put the brakes on the hype just a little bit okay. because they say he's the best best uh, prospect the NBA has seen since LeBron entered the league in '03. Look, I get it. It's great for the NBA. It's great for ratings. It's great for, for the, the league itself. But can you stop a little bit? It's, it's, it's out of control. I actually feel like we're at, we're at a spot now where people are going a little bit even even more extreme, right? I mean, they're calling the best player of all time, right? The, the best talent of all time and, and the best this and that. Genera- you know, everyone's, a ge- everyone's a generational talent all the time, right? Everyone's a ge- yeah. generational talent um, is something that we throw around way too much. Um, and so here's the deal. I said this about Bryce Young in the NFL draft. Um, you, you never, I think it's hard to say those things about players that are outliers. And let me explain, right? So Victor Wimanyama is 7'5". Is about 200 pounds. He, he, is a, he is a tall fella, but a thin fella. And he is a player that is a plays, you know, you, you hear 7-5 Andy, and you're like, you know what? That guy's a center. Well, Wemby's like a three, right? He's Kevin yeah. Durant, five inches taller than He's a perimeter than, player. Than KD. Um, that, he is an outlier. Like, he, that size and that ability to move are things that put him in his own category ever. In the NBA history, he's his own guy. Watch his highlights. He's 18 years old. Watch highlights in France as a professional player. There's nothing like him ever before. All right. And so, is he as is he as physically gifted as any player maybe ever? Sure. I mean, his size, his way he moves, his ability to shoot and and play defense with his length, all those things are a plus, right? Um, but again, no one's done this like him before. At that size and, and weight and, and age, right? You know, LeBron James. There have been players that have been his size all the time. 
Is there a player that's as talented, like physically gifted with all the skills as, as LeBron ever? No, like LeBron is himself. But there's players we've seen of his size before that have succeeded over many generations of, of, of NBA players. Correct. We just haven't seen seven-foot guys, man. They get foot injuries all the time. Look, look at Chet Holmgren, right? Chet Holmgren, who just, just drafted this past draft, was supposed to be another unicorn, another generational talent, right? Hurt his foot in his first like pro am game against LeBron in Seattle last year. So to me, I think it's I think the potential is all there. I, I am one hundred percent on board with the potential of of Wembenyama. I think he can be a, a a he can be a generational player in the NBA. It's just hard at times to just come out and say that about every NBA player, every draft, especially someone who again size and weight and play style never been done before. Look, besides LeBron, I can't remember any player who's lived up or maybe exceeded the hype. When LeBron was in high school, he was oh, on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah. He, you know, he, and there was some hype there, but he, he succeeded that. He really did. I, I think, Andy, that not enough is made and not enough praise is given to LeBron for this exact thing you just said. I don't want to turn this into a LeBron segment. I am a big fan of LeBron. Um, I almost... I almost I'm a contrarian about it because people, so many people hate LeBron. I I don't understand it. Um, You know, he at at a young age, 15, 16, 17, was hyped up as the next greatest NBA player. Um, And he's done exactly what everyone said he would do. And he was on, as you mentioned, cover Sports Illustrated. He was, he was on national television, play basketball each week. Um, And he's not only done that, Andy, He's done that without getting even in the whiff of controversy. The biggest controversy in his career is that he decided to go on TV and announce where he was going while donating millions of dollars to the Boys and Girls Club. Like right. that—that's his controversy in the NBA, right? You, know, you might not agree with his politics, blah blah. blah who cares? Like that. His, his biggest controversy in the NBA is that he he decided to change teams, right, and announce it on television. That's it. Right. That's exactly. That's it. Right. He lived up. He lived up to everything. And he, by the way, he. He fundamentally changed the way rosters are built um, in the NBA. Like he, he changed a lot about how the NBA is played, how teams are built. Um, so it, it's he doesn't get enough credit for for that ability to do all those things, uh, you know, all at once and while maintaining you know a very clean image. Well, and more than that, nothing off the court, no problems whatsoever. Not, yeah, not even a parking it. ticket. Nothing. Yeah. No DUIs. No, no bringing guns on a plane. I mean, everything that we read about, he's been clean, squeaky clean, and that's great. I mean, he certainly. When you talk about role models, he's there. There's no doubt about role oh, model yeah. as a player, as a person. No doubt. Absolutely. And again, you're right. You, you don't have to agree with his political stance, but so what? Who cares? Yeah, and so I just think it's really impressive his ability to to just. Uh, do that, and and Wembenyama has a lot to live up to, right? He's going to be in that in that same category where you know he's going to be looked at as as a savior of the Spurs, which is odd. I mean, the Spurs won a bunch of championships, but you know LeBron was looked at as a savior of Cleveland, obviously from the area. Wembenyama's from France, um, but he's going to come in right away, and it's interesting if because if you listen to you know to, to people that you know cover basketball at a different level than than we both do, there's a there's a thought about about Wembenyama. Maybe having you know to be load managed this year a little bit as he puts on some weight and, and becomes, um, you know, uh, kind of an NBA you know NBA body. And there's an idea too, like the Spurs we saw this year, they tanked right. They tanked for that for that sure first pick. There's an idea that maybe they tank for another pick next year because you're not going to get you know free agents to San Antonio, so you have to get draft picks there. So he might not even. Play. 
as much as he should in year one for those reasons. Um, so I'm kind of curious how that all plays out, um, you know, for him, you know, throughout this year. But look, it certainly makes the Spurs way more exciting to watch. There's no doubt. You know, the funny thing is that I think that sports like baseball and the NBA need to have this hype to to sell tickets. I mean, to get people involved. I don't remember the last time the NFL had super hype for a player coming into the league. A little bit of Trevor Lawrence when he came in, not much, but but still, I, mean, I don't think the Andrew NFL Luck needs was it. Probably, Andrew Luck was probably the last one that I recall is like because you know he was looked at as obviously maybe the best you know the best quarterback prospect since the mid eighties, right? Since like it's early, since like John Elway early eighties, right? Since right. the eighty three draft, and he came in with that with that hype. Um, and but the NFL didn't need it. That's the thing. I think the NBA no, the needs NFL it. doesn't need doesn't need that for people to watch. And it's funny because I, I don't baseball. I feel like needs those guys, but does it move? I mean, Shohei Otani, what he's doing right now is absolutely incredible. Is anyone watching Angels games? Like, do people are people like I got to watch Angels play? Well, yesterday they did when they won twenty five to one. Well, I know, but my point is like <laughs> I don't know if it if it matters in baseball. I feel like baseball is still so. Team oriented, you're rooting for the team first. Well, they got one um, in Cincinnati, the, the Ellie De La Cruz. I mean, they, oh, he's, they hyped he is. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he could be a generational player. He really he, could. He yeah, cycle the other night. And think about him too. I think this important is the Reds are playing better baseball because of him. Like, it's a team. That's that's impressive as as a young baseball player to come up and your entire team sort of plays better because of you. I agree with you. I mean, it, it's funny because how one guy can change. And I hate to use the term, but one guy can change the culture of a team. I mean, this team basically was picked to lose 100 games going into this season. Now, I hate to say it, but they could very well be a contender in that weak division that they're in. Yeah. 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 It, um, players can do it. And, and, of course, for Wemanyama, he's going to be looked at. And he goes to you know, the NBA Summer League soon. So he's going to be you know, getting an opportunity to play right away. And we'll be able to see him. I mean, the Summer League starts early July. Like, we get the chance to see these players Almost immediately, there's gonna be eyeballs on him everywhere he goes. Now, I think an advantage of playing internationally, and obviously, he's, you know, he's from France, is that he's played professional basketball for many years now in France, and so he's gotten to to kind of play in a limelight with a with with focus and attention on him. Um, so he, I think he'll be able to deal with the media kind of all over him, and everything he's 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 done will will be watched. Because he's been able to do that while he's played um, in uh, in France, right? But I don't think he's going to dominate the game. I think he'll be a good NBA player. I don't think he's going to be the goat, but because I, the position I, he plays, he's not a seven five, but he's not a center. He's a perimeter player. Yeah. I, look, if if he can, there's a play of his. I don't know if you remember. You saw this year where he he shot a three pointer. All right, he missed it, but he followed his shot. And he dunked the ball on 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 the follow right. So the ball came off the rim, and he dunked it back. Yeah, he shot a three. He followed his shot to the rim, and he dunked the ball into the basket to follow it up. Okay, the ball never hit the ground. The, if he does plays like that, Andy, he'll be a generational player, and we'll look at him yeah. as is is like, oh my god. Now, there's also the consideration of like, you know, Jordan. Did, did Jordan did Jordan change the NBA? Uh, probably not, right? Like, I don't know if the NBA was changed because you know, the Magic and Bird get kind of credit for that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, LeBron, as I mentioned earlier, changed the way teams are built. Steph Curry changed the way teams 
play offense in the NBA. Is Wembenyama a player who's going to change the way the NBA is played? No. 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 Right? Now, again, can he be one of the best to ever do it? Absolutely. There's all, all that potential is certainly there. But he's not going to change the game quite those players. And that doesn't mean he can't be a, a generational talent and one of the best to ever play. But I think that, that the hype is being put on him in like, hey, man, like you're going to be this generational player who changes the way the game is played and you know, your unicorn mode. There's just a lot of um, of what ifs, I think. And, and you know, he's again, lucky. Yeah, they can happen. Lucky. Like they can, yeah. they can all happen. I think right. the talent's there. Obviously, no one, no one debates that. I would say this: he's lucky playing in San Antonio, which is kind of off Broadway. If he was playing New York, Chicago, L.A., Atlanta, whatever it may be, the hype would be ridiculous, and he'd be criticized on a nightly basis. San Antonio is a little quieter media situation, so oh, he's a little great. bit off Broadway. So it's good for him. I it's think it's a perfect place. It's a perfect place to go with a with a with a coaching staff that has been obviously known to develop talent at a high level. It's a really good place for uh, for someone to go of his of his stature. Um, so I think he should. You know, there was a chance he went to like the Hornets. Like, no, don't come to Charlotte. I live in Charlotte, man. Like, no one, no. Like that's gonna be bad for you. Um, so this is, I think, a much better situation for him. Obviously. There you go. We're just getting started here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's Jeff Schwartz. Get him on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz, at Andy Furman FSO. We'll take your calls at 877-99 on Fox. That translates to 877-996-6369. we got to eat my Schwartz in this hour. Bottom barrel betting in hour number two. And, of course, the very famous blame game in hour number three with the big E, Ethan Miller. But right now, now's this future Hall of Famer. He's playing mind games. We'll tell you all about it next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. He said they were life-changing. We'll get to that in just a minute. And this is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman, of course, 
We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Got a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Your good friend, Jeff, your good friend, Aaron Rodgers, back in the news. He was at a conference, a psychedelics conference in Denver just the other day, and he proposed their acceptance. He said that even these psychedelics are life-changing. What is wrong between the ears with this guy? Certainly a first-round Hall of Famer, but I tell you what, off the field, he's got some issues, I think. Well, you know, he's into alternative, you know, life treatments and stuff. I mean, there's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really knock anyone for finding different ways to live their life. Um, you know, just we've seen this be very unique because quarterbacks typically aren't at psychedelic conferences, right? Um, and it's something that you just have to accept if you are a Jets front office uh, member is that he'll, he's going to be different. Like just Aaron Rodgers is going to be different and you hope it doesn't affect his play. You hope it doesn't change, um, you know, the player that you have signed up to have on your team. Um, but I, I, I think it's hard. I think it's hard to say that it, it hasn't changed who Rodgers is now. Again, he, he is, he's, Came off two MVP seasons, played a little bit, you know, a little bit down-ish last year compared to his standard. Maybe that was his injuries. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but I think it's, I think it's difficult to, um, to think you're going to get that MVP player just based off of his talent on the field, right? And last year wasn't as good, and that happens when you get older. And I think that's what it is, right? He's getting older, and we look at a player like Tom Brady and think that's how everyone ages. No, no, everyone ages like Aaron Rodgers does, right? Where you get yeah. just a little bit worse, sort of. You know, each short year you get older, things diminish a little bit, and the question is whether or not, you know, maybe he's preparing and mentally in the same place he was a couple of years ago. And I don't know if that's really the case right now. I think, I think that's the worry, right? And again, you can believe in whatever you want. I mean, who, who cares? Um, but and the worry is that um, it's going to make him a little bit less of a player, and that's obviously what the Jets, you know, they signed up for, you know, a certain type of player, and and they're hoping they get that guy. Look, he said he used this drug. I think it's ayahuasca. That, ayahuasca, that's what yeah. He, ayahuasca, and he said that uh, he first used it in 2020, and he says now he wants to talk about it. But he said the NFL said that last year you know, the Rogers' use of that was not considered a violation of the NFL's drug policy because it wouldn't have triggered a positive test result yeah. on either the substance abuse or performance-enhancing substance policy. So what's the big deal, That I guess he oh, could use it, let him use it, and uh, yeah. if he wants to push it, that's fine, let him push it. But he says it helps him bond with his teammates. If he thinks it helps him play better, let him use it. You know, I mean, he wants to sell it to everybody else, let him use it too. It doesn't bother me. I just think that here's a guy that just likes to be uh, Again, I, I, egotistical, I if, right? I mean, yeah, look, I think the, the question obviously is, is does any of this make him a better quarterback? He says or a worse it does. quarterback. Like, is this is it are are these things that that he's been taking that turn him into MVP or turn him into sort of what we saw last year? Right. Like th- that is that to me is the question. It's not whether or not he's taking psychedelics or what he believes politically or if he. You know, I saw him in, the, in that conversation about de, you know debating and uh, you know on you know are we, are we, are we uh, whatever whatever man who cares. It is a question of whether or not any of these make him a better quarterback or a worse quarterback. Because you're, you're you're either getting better or you're getting worse, right? There's no in between. And the Jets obviously hope that he's a player that's getting better than he is currently is now, and we won't know that until you know the, the season's played, obviously. 
I found it very humorous. I think he had a quote several weeks ago. He said that he didn't get much support in Green Bay. Now I look at the New York Jets roster, it's like Green Bay East. It's, it's, it's amazing, really. I mean, does he realize what he's saying? I mean, I, I get it. There were some problems. in the, the problem he had in Green Bay is when they drafted a quarterback, Jordan Love. That was his major problem, I guess, without, without checking in with him, so to speak. What, well, I think what's crazy is that um, you know he's continuing to talk about Green Bay, um, and they have moved on from him. And he sounds like, you know, kind of like the scorned lover, right? Because I promise you, no one in Green Bay is talking about Aaron Rodgers. They're not. They're on Jordan Love. They're getting in for their season. And um, they're not at all thinking about what what Aaron Rodgers is saying or doing. Yet he is just won't stop talking about him. And um, I don't know if he's trying to convince the fans, like, hey, guys, this is this is why I left and you have to support me. I mean, who, who cares? Well, fans, fans are on this season. He just he won't stop talking about him, man. He just won't. Well, uh- I'm not a psychiatrist by any leaps or bounds. There's no doubt about that. But here's a guy from a distance just listening to him and watching him in action. He wants to be loved big time. He, he needs to – I mean, he, he wants attention uh, on and off the field. I mean, the, it started about a year or so ago with uh, – he wanted to be hosting Jeopardy. I mean, everything he did was all about him. And that, that's fine. You know, people, there are many people like that. But th- th- look, this is where he's at. Now he's into the psychedelics. Fine, take him. I don't care. You want to sell him to everybody else? That, that's fine. He claims back in 2020. And helped him win an MVP. All right, fine. So sure. take it again. Again, if it's helping your play, no one cares at all. Right. If it's hurting your play, people care, and it's that simple. By the way, for everything, not just psychedelics, um, anything you do in 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 the game of football, if it helps you win, it's a little untraditional. Great. If it doesn't help you win, then. People are gonna are gonna talk about it and make it become an issue. And for Rodgers, again, if he if he plays up to his capability, and the Jets have the longest playoff drought in pro sports right now, after the Mariners made the playoffs, and then the Kings made the playoffs in, in the NBA, and so the Jets are twelve years. If he is able to help him make the playoffs, no one cares what medicine he's taking to, for his body. No one cares what psychedelics he's taking. No one cares if he's immunized or, or has a vaccine shot. Andy, you know this. No one cares. They <laughs> I will only say care much. if yeah. you help them win or lose. The more I hear about him, the more I read about him, the more I realize how much pressure is on the Jets to win now. Not just make the playoffs, you know, to go deep in the playoffs. Oh. I'm not saying the Super Bowl. they got to win and win big because if they don't, I think they're going to clear house. GM, coach, it'll be big time gone. That's the way oh, it is. They, gotta it's going to be bad. Andy, if they don't win, like Jets fans have said, well, we haven't, we haven't won in so long. Like, who cares? Like, we can – no, no, no. You better, you better win, like, immediately now because otherwise – um, you're gonna. It's gonna be bad. You, you, you have two years of Aaron Rodgers. Um, you you have to win now. There's no. You just have to do it. Um, I, I think the minimum this year has to be a playoff appearance. Right. I would say that getting to the divisional round is probably the most important thing right now um, for for this year. Like if you make the divisional round, you feel like you're on. You're in the right direction. Um, that's important to, to feel that way after year one. 
I'm with you right there. Jeff Schwartz, Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And coming up next on Fox Sports Sunday, live from the Tyrac.com studios, keep away from my players. That's the call from one football coach. That's next. But first, Kevin Wyatt with all your sports. Well, it was an offensive output for the record books for the L.A. Angels on Saturday night. They beat the Rockies, get this, 25-1, to and they were ahead 23-0 after only four innings, and it's the most runs scored through the first four innings of a game in the last 50 years. The previous franchise record for the Angels, a 24-2 win against the Toronto Blue Jays back in 1979. And get this for a stat, the Denver Broncos, for as poor, poorly as 2022 went for them, they had one loss by 24 points or more. The Rockies on Saturday uh, matched that dubious number. There was a trade that went through after that game concluded, the Rockies and Angels agreeing to send Mike Moustakis to Anaheim in exchange for a couple of minor league players. The Dodgers with a come-from-behind win. They beat the Astros 8-7, getting the go-ahead run on a balk call in the bottom of the eighth inning. The San Francisco Giants beat the first-place Arizona Diamondbacks 7-6, and the Cubs beat the Cardinals 9-1 in the London series. The Reds' 12-game winning streak comes to an end as the Atlanta Braves snap it in a 7-6 win each team with four home runs in that game. The Blue Jays beat the Oakland Athletics 7-3 as Oakland now just 20-59 on the season. Kansas City Royals aren't doing much better, but they did have a win on Saturday. They beat the best team in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays. Final score in that one, 9-4. The upstart Baltimore Orioles get an extra innings win against the Mariners 6-4. The Mets with a 4-2 win over the Phillies. The Yankees shut out the Rangers 1-0. College World Series opening game of the championship round. LSU gets a home run in the 11th inning to beat Florida 4-3. Opening game of the Gold Cup in soccer. U.S. men's national team draws to Jamaica. Back to you guys. Thank you, Kevin. See you in an hour. His words won't mean a damn thing. We'll tell you why in just about a minute. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman. Of course, this is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. We're brought to you by Discover. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards will automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earn doubled. Seriously. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com forward slash match. we got Eat My Schwartz in about seven, eight minutes from now. But Trent Dilfer, your good friend, Trent Dilfer, the former yes. NFL quarterback, now coach at UAB, University of uh, oh, yeah. Alabama, Birmingham. He's ready to go public with names should Power 5 coaches come calling for one of his UAB players. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, are, are you just trying to make noise? It's not going to mean anything. Tampering. Who has ever called out another coach to date? It does. It doesn't happen um, that way. Well, what? Uh, what, the, the only one I can I can remember Pat Narduzzi sort of, from Pat Pitt. Narduzzi, call Lincoln yeah. Riley. Um, right. You know, it it's just not going to matter um, because the way the rules are set up, um, it just it's it's just not going to change very much, right? So, for those who are maybe unaware, I, if you listen to the show, um, good morning, welcome. Um, in college football now. The transfer portal, right, um, is the, the capability for you to commit to one school, be playing at one school, then leave without without recourse to a second school. And it used to be you had to sit out a year, and it was a big deal for you to have to transfer. Not anymore. And it has become a situation where it's basically NFL free agency with no limitations, right? In in, for, in, NFL, in, in the NFL, you have to you're a salary cap. 
you have you know you have a certain number of players you can sign, certain much of money you have to spend. College football and it's a free for all, right? Yeah. What's happening? And I get this. I, I have a buddy who coaches uh, is a, who's a head coach at a, at a group of five school, so I understand. I understand his pain. I've talked to him about this before. Is you have these group of five programs like UAB that um, you know they they get a lower tier player out of high school, a two a two star three star player. They coach up that player, and then all of a sudden, a power five school comes and calls that player and says, "Hey, man, do you want to come to to my school?" And of course, they want to go, right? Sure. Because who wants? You know, no offense to to Trent Dilfer into Alabama, Birmingham, but if Nick Saban comes calling, you're going from UAB to Alabama. Like very simple, right? And coaches are just openly doing this now, right? It used to have to. It used to be something where it was done quietly, but because of the new rules of the open transfer portal of, of the way that your know, communication can be had now via direct messages and, and other ways to communicate with, with players um, coaches are now just openly recruiting players. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it, I, and I get it right again. You, you, if you're trying to deal for it, you've, you've spent time and energy in trying to develop a player at UAB. You, you get that player to develop. You do a good job. You do your job and then a, a school comes calling who really, um, you know, didn't have interest in said player three years ago, and that player's gone. It's hypocritical he, because if someone comes calling for Trent Dilford, if Alabama comes calling for him, he's going to go too. It's just the yeah, nature of the beast. Well, it, it's it, the way is, it, is. It, is, it is hypocritical, but also it just, um, you know, he can also do the same thing. Like He can also right. tamper and get other players to come to UAB. Um, and I think it's just very difficult for him to – the situation and say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna rattle my coaches uh, because that it, it, it's not gonna be great." Again, I, I feel I feel bad for him because you know it definitely is. It's not great when you have a situation where you develop a player and then all of a sudden that player leaves. Um, but this that's the name of the game now. Um, I, and, I read a couple of quotes he said the other day. He's quoting him right now. By the way. Come and try to get my guys. This is what he said. I dare you. I dare you, Palafies. I got a pretty big platform here that I could step on. And if I find out you get in my kids' DMs, direct medical club, and if I find you t- talking to high school coaches about my kids, if you're in my roster, I'm going to call your ass out. I'm going to say it by name to the biggest voices in TV today. This is unbelievable. Talking a big game, but he can't stop it. There's no way. Yeah, I, he can't stop it. And I don't think in the end he's going to call. He's going to, you know, he's going to you know, be the person that calls, you know, players out and, and coach out as much <laughs> as you can see this. Right. I, I, he's not going to make any friends with coaches either by doing this. That's for oh, sure. Oh, no. And, they, you know, they're all the all, all these clinics and stuff. And, I, and, look, again, I empathize with these coaches who have to deal with this because it, it makes their life – it makes coaching a lot more difficult. And coaching, obviously, is already tough enough as it is. Um, so – but, again, I, I don't feel terribly bad for them. <laughs> You, you know, know like the, we, we talk about this. I, I don't think this is what the NCAA and college coaches envisioned when they had the portal. I, I, I got to believe there's oh, going to no. be so, some addendums to this no. thing down the road. So I was um, I was anti-transfer portal. Um, I don't know if I was anti-transfer portal, but I was um, anti-sort of the way this was going just because of this reason. Like This felt very inevitable where um, – it became free agency without without actually any sort of barriers, and 
I had this debate with my radio co-host, and, and Sean O'Connell is fantastic. We've been doing radio for many years together. Um, you know, and he said, "Well, you know, the, the portal will be used for you know by players that you know go somewhere, realize it's not a fit for them, and move it along." And I said, "No, no, no, no. It's going to turn into what it is now, which is just a, a free for all, a free for all, and it has because there's so much money involved now." And it's hard to, to think that, you know, there's not going to be a situation where, you know, these, these major programs with, 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 with money aren't going to try to invest in players that they didn't have to develop. They're already ready to go. Um, and so this, this is what I figured would happen. It didn't. It turned into, like, again, a free-for-all where some of the best players are leaving schools. You spent four or five years somewhere, and you're, and you're out all of a sudden because, again, you know, like that you found a better place to go. And it's not great. It's not great. Um the last thing, this is a very kind of like, you know, get off my lawn, old man type of take, but I do think that players, it's sometimes at the, at the kind of first hit of adversity are leaving, and to me, that's really not what the portal should be about. Um, you know, you can, there are times that it's worth to battle through that adversity, and I don't mm-hmm. think enough, I think enough, I don't think enough players are doing that. I think that they are immediately, oh, coach doesn't like me, I'm not playing, I'm out of here. To me, that's really not the reason for the portal either, right? right. Where, um, you know, I think most of us, Andy, have stories of, of uh, kind of sticking through things in college football and becoming a better player because of it. Um, and that, that kind of goes away if you can transfer right away when you're upset at your coach. You're exactly right. I, I want to move along to something else in just for a second. I want to talk about this NIL, name, image, and likeness situation. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested how, when I'm reading about this woman basketball player at LSU making millions, oh, yeah. uh, the w- woman gymnast at LSU making millions, these twin basketball players, University of Miami, Florida, making millions. How does that Where are they getting the money from? I, I don't understand, really. Okay, I mean, so those it, women basketball players at Miami will be making more money on NIL than they would if they went to the WNBA. Yeah, the Cavender Twins. Um, yeah, they've retired now from basketball, so uh, they didn't. You know, they didn't pursue. One of them was really good too. She's like a fifteen-point game uh, point guard. Um, so it's it's social media, Andy. Um, they have a large social media following, and they're getting. Um, so there's two there's two factors when it comes to NIL. There's two there's two buckets of NIL money. The first bucket of NIL money is the traditional name, image, and likeness. Right, you have a following on social media. You're going to get a marketing deal because of it. Like that is that's that's one that's one bucket of it, which is really with the intended purpose of name and likeness. Right, is that you are again, um, you know, you, you you have a following. We're going to use that following to market who you are, and you're going to end up with money, which is what like, me and you can do. Right, if we have a social media following, if we have attention you know, toward us, we can go ahead and use that following to make money. So that's what they're doing, right? They have a lot of social media followers. They're marketable, and they're getting social media deals, and they're getting deals to be brand brand ambassadors. Makes total sense. Right. The other part of the NIL is what we just talked about, kind of with the portal, is that it's just like pay for play now, where players are getting money to, to play at, at certain universities. That obviously is um, is different. That's not really what the intended purpose of NIL of course, was. Right. Amazing. It, it really is. The whole situation is, it's, it, I'm going to say it's out of whack, but it's crazy. But I'm happy for the kids. They can make the money. It's perfect. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Now, the man is a cook. The man's an author. And he's a former NFL star. Now it's his turn in center stage. Eat my Schwartz is next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Emi Schwartz coming right up. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio, and we're live from the Tyrac.com studios. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman. And now, let's get a little music for Emi Schwartz. Here we go. Are you ready, Jeff? Yes. Here we go. Now, Ellie De La Cruz, you mentioned him just early on today. Yeah. He just hit for the cycle of Friday with the Cincinnati Reds. What is the hardest thing in your mind to do in the world of sports? Ooh, hardest, like, single thing? Yes. The hardest feat. Like pitching Ooh. a no hitter in baseball. I mean, I, I think I think the one that'll never be broken ever is like Cal Ripken's uh, game starter streak. I don't think anyone's ever going to do that ever again. Is that the hardest thing to do? I, I don't know. I think I think I think I mean I I think hitting a baseball feels like one of the hardest things to do in sports, right? Um, the hardest thing. To do. Well, you say you say the, uh, the the streak will never be broken. I think the back to back Johnny Vandermeer no hitters because you'd have to pitch three no hitters to break that record. He had, he pitched back to back no hitters. Yeah, but is that like a record from like from like nineteen oh two? It's a baseball record. I mean, it's the nineteen thirties. I think. 1940s, yeah, that's why. Whatever. See, the baseball record thing is there's a lot of baseball records that uh, <laughs> even the Angels. I mean, would you can't get a pitcher to pitch back to back complete it, games, let alone like, let alone no hitters. Yeah. Um, so that feels. But I think I think hitting a baseball feels like one of the hardest things to do in all sports. Like that. That's all. It, it, it's hard and it's difficult. It's a difficult skill to have. All right, what about football? Any difficult skills in football, if I may? I mean, playing offensive line is kind of hard. Oh, okay, I knew you'd go there. I'm not going right. to lie. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it feels like a hard thing to do. We'll um, get to that later on. Okay, yeah. speaking of the Cincinnati Reds, they're in first place in the NL Central. FC Cincinnati and MLS, they're in first place in the MLS East, and the Bengals are Super Bowl contenders right now. So which, in your mind, is the best sports city in America? Oh, jeez. Best sports city in America? Um... I mean, it's got to be in Los Angeles, right? I mean, they're very passionate about all their sports, um, all their sports teams. Best sports city in America. Mm. What would you give? I don't even know best sports in America. I need yeah, to... I'm trying to think of college as well as pro. And uh, 
You know, New York is out because there's no colleges to speak of, basically, in New York City. L.A., maybe, you know, no, USC. No, I'm just joking about L.A. L.A.'s not no, a great sports city. No. Um, uh, it's, you know. Anywhere in Texas, uh, it's a great There, there was city. a time when I would say Detroit, when the Red Wings were tough and the Pistons were good, and you got good college football there as well. So, But I think that's gone down the crapper uh, over the years. But uh, Detroit was up there. Hmm. Yeah. I any volunteers? Like, any volunteers? I feel like, I feel like any of the. Uh, I feel like a lot of the uh, the college towns, man. They just they just love their their sports, man. They just do. Houston, maybe. What about Houston? University uh, of Houston is not what, bad. What what, what what makes someone a you know what what makes a town a great sports town? Just winning successful teams, I would think. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Cincinnati's up there right now. Now they right? are. Now they. We'll yeah. see what happens. Okay. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Maybe someone could uh, join us on Twitter or give us a call next hour about that. Speaking of bests, Travis Kelsey won't let this feud with Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase rest. What's the best spat in sports? You must have seen it on the teams you played. You know, guys that just don't like other guys on other teams. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, yeah, there were some, there were some, I mean, the Panthers come to mind. Uh, we, we had a 2-14 year. There was a lot of infighting, a lot of um, players, you know, not liking each other. I, I feel like on a team, there's some of that, but that you know, winning takes care of that. Obviously, as I mentioned, when you're losing, not great. All right, it makes it much worse. But winning helps cure a lot of that. Um, but feuds, feuds between teams, is fantastic for sports, right. man. I agree. What, what about feuds between players on the same team? Yeah, we, guys yeah, that you play with, you didn't like or didn't like you. Um, yeah, I, there were times that uh, I I pretty much go along with everyone, um, but there's you know, obviously there's some bad apples um, in uh, in every sort of situation, um, and you again you you try to make it work as best you can. Winning helps a lot better. Winning right. winning makes it happen, man. Makes it and, and a backup quarterback's not liking the starting quarterback. Who knows? But a trade that wasn't so smart. We'll tell you all about that next right here. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
He said they needed balance. Well, we'll get to that in just about a minute. Good morning, everybody. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman, and we're both broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And here he is, my guy, Mr. Jeff Schwartz. How you doing? Good morning. I am doing fantastic. It is a beautiful summer day. And happy birthday to the missus. Yes, yes. My wife... um, is uh, it's her birthday today? She is, I, I believe, peacefully sleeping right now. I don't know. We'll figure it out when when I when I when, <laughs> when I get done with the show. Um, you know, just one one Sunday closer to um, you know to um, you know NFL actions. The way I look at it. There you go. You know, I got quite a, a quick question. How many hours do you think you spend a week watching sports on TV? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you would watch that like I feel the same way as you. I mean, you would watch that regardless if you had to do a sports talk show or not because you just love sports. Oh, yeah, but it's a great excuse to like I, it's a great like, hey, hon, sorry, I, I got to watch this game because I got to talk about it tomorrow. Right. That That's the key. That's the crutch we use. That's the that's the life we live. It really is. But there are some sports right now that I don't think that I that I would watch if I didn't have to talk about it. But there was some I watch even though we don't talk about them. I mean, we don't talk much about the College World Series or the Women's Softball yeah. World Series, but but I watch them because they're intriguing to me. They're, 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 they're yeah. activating. So, Andy, the, yeah, the, the way that um, we can consume sports now with the ability to watch them on your phone, on your iPad. I mean, there are many nights where I'm on – my iPad in bed. We're watching. We just started watching uh, Succession. We're watching Succession in bed, and I'm also watching the game on my iPad. Like, we can do that, and she accepts that that's that's going to be the case. Um, so there's there's many ways to. Like, I don't have to just watch on the television. Obviously, the you know it's a better experience possibly. And then also, you know, she falls asleep in bed. I'll put the game on, but. You can just watch games a lot differently now. I mean, your iPad is a giant screen, right? right. Um, so I can do it in many different ways. I don't have to just sit there in front of the television and watch, you know, games. Um, so, but she is very accepting now of uh, of my my TV watching. There you go. You know, a, a couple of uh, bits and pieces about the NBA draft, and not in particular draft pick, but the Golden State Warriors, they agreed on Thursday, I believe it was, to acquire Chris Paul from the Washington Wizards, who was traded by Phoenix to Washington in exchange for Jordan Poole and some draft picks, okay? And I don't understand why the Golden State Warriors would look for a 38-year-old guy in Chris Paul. I mean, to me, you got to revamp the team and go young, and yeah. they're trying to squeeze one more championship out of these guys with Steph is 35 and Chris Paul's 38. That didn't I, make any sense to yeah. me. Um, I think it was more about getting rid of the Jordan Poole contract and less about Chris Paul, right? Um, because <clears throat> that Jordan Poole deal just very clearly is not going to work out. And I think the best teams in sports, we've seen this, whether it is in in basketball, but it's much easier, I think, in football to have this because the roster change, changes is so uh, so quick and impactful at times. You know, Bill Belichick has always done this, right? The, this the, the hint, the little hint that the smallest of hints that hey, this is just not going to work out, right? Like we we just we, we thought it would work, we paid you, it didn't work out. 
you're gone. Or it's worked out great, but you know we're going to let you go one year before we think you really are done, okay? We see this all the time, right? And we praise Belichick for that. This feels like the situation with the Jordan Poole contract, where Jordan Poole it, in the playoffs this year was very clear. Like, we paid this guy, you know, it's just, eh, it, it, it's not what we thought we were getting after we paid him. Plus, the, the whole Draymond Green punch thing. Right. Like it just, it's, it just, That's the it, key, it, yeah. It's, it's not working like we thought. So we're going to move off your contract, and we'll get Chris Paul, a veteran player, a leader, you know, someone who's chasing a ring, so he's there for a specific purpose, right? Like, there's, he knows what, what, you know, why he's there. You know, Steph Curry, if you noticed in, 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 you know, in the postseason, how much did he have to do for that offense? Everything. Bring the ball up, control the, you know, control the tempo, control the pace, make plays, and now Chris Paul being in the lineup can take some of that pressure away from him. He doesn't have to do everything just Steph for shoot. this offense. Correct. Um, now. Does Draymond Green come back? Uh, who knows? He's he, he exercised player option. Um, you know, Clay Thompson needs to you know kind of hopefully return close to, close to what he was, what is what he's been for them to win. But it makes sense for those reasons. Um, just get out of, the, out of the pool contract. Like it's it's just they don't want that contract anymore. You know what? And you're right with the contract because you know when there's a question in sports, or maybe a question in life, you always have to go back. And it's always about the greenbacks, about the guilt. It's all about money. It really is. But I think with the situation with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, when he smacked them around pretty good, I think it was in practice. I just don't think the guy's a good egg to be on the team. I think they wanted him out. Well, they to get rid of him. I, I, and I don't think he's a bad locker room teammate guy. I just think that the the the, the Draymond Green Jordan Poole thing was. Um, just not great for team chemistry, right? It's not great when a veteran player uh, hits a young player like that. It's not great the video got out. I mean, there's many things that are... And so I think I think the Warriors just said, look, man, let's get off this deal. As, as, as I just said, like, we... we, It's best to move, to move it along. And that's what they did. And I think that's... I think it's smarter of them to, to feel... Okay, like, we... Again, we have... We, we we've determined that this is this is it. Like we we've he's not our guy. Let's move it along. A lot of teams take too long to make that decision. Right. A big question I got to ask, and this is a general question in the world yeah. of sports. Your thoughts on free agency as a player? You know, because certainly you don't want to be owned by a, by an organization. In other words, if you work for for company A, and basically company B is across the street, and they you perform the same service for company B, and they offer you twice the salary, you're going to jump to company B. But in sports, it's a different animal. I think people oh, I, I mean, truly enjoy the fact that one guy was with one team for 10, yeah. 12, 20 years of his career. Well, it's obviously if you're you know a fan of a team, your free agency is not not really great, right? Because you as you, you mentioned, like you lose players, right? You know, you're. Yeah. You're a Bengals fan, right? And you know you, you you got a couple more years with this kind of group, and then you see if you can pay everyone, right? Um, but also, if you are a a fan of players, I'd imagine you are a fan of them being able to to make as much money as possible, right? Just like in in your walk of life, you know you're able to leave and find another job if you would like as well, right? And so, um, I think that's you know, free agency has made it to where players have generational wealth now, right? Players are able to play the game of, of football and set their families and their families and their families up for, for life, you know, much later, uh, you know, after, after ball's done. So there's so many positives with Ranger. I get it as a fan. I get like it, it, you know, my thing is toughest in baseball, right? Where 
you know, I'm a Giants baseball fan, and we're having an incredible, you know, June, June, uh, you know, end of May and June. Right. But, you know, this team is, like, completely different from last year, <laughs> just the way it is in sports. Um, and so I get it as a fan. It's really tough. As a player, man, you know, it, it's obviously it changed my life. Uh, the deal I was able to get, it took already year seven because uh, of health um, to get that kind of second contract, the quote-unquote second contract. Um and I, you know, the one thing I always find so interesting when we talk about these things, uh, especially social media, is how many people seem to sort of root for ownership in these situations. Right, they um, do. Yes, and maybe it's because the ownership of a team it feels like it's the team, right? Like, it, and you want the best for your physical team, right? Like, I'm again. Let's use the team. Like I'm a Chiefs fan. I, I want as a Chiefs fan. Let's just take my take me as as a former player. You know, I'm I want the Chiefs to succeed, and so I want certain players to stay on the Chiefs because that helps the Chiefs be better. So I'm rooting for players to stay on the Chiefs because I want us to be as good as we can be. And so when a player leaves for for more money, I'm very bummed out. But guys, the player is like getting is making money and taking the money. From the billionaire, like in, if you were in any right, other right. walk of life, you know, you, you'd be rooting for the employee over the man. Right. It's a little bit profession. of envy, too. I think it's it, jealousy and envy on the part uh, of the fan. A little bit, but I think that, again, like it, it, people look at, don't feel that way about ownership because they, they, they you know, the ownership and the team are synonymous. Again, in your, in your, in your walk, in your job right now, if you're listening to the show, you you'd be like stick it to the man, right? Stick it to the boss. Who boss? Like I yeah yeah, make as much money as you can. But for somehow professional athletes, sometimes that that wiring gets switched. It's it's very interesting because the the paying fan, the paying slob that goes to a game and drinks a couple of beers and buys a ticket, he sees Joe Blow wearing the team uniform with the name of the city in the front and his name on the back, and he's buying that jersey to wear. And next year, that guy's oh, not on the team it. because he because he thinks that guy has a, has an allegiance to the team and he loves. The loyalty to the team. It's not that way. There's loyalty when the game starts, but after it's all over, it's business. There's no loyalty anymore, right? Yeah. No, the, Orlando the, Brown, right? He played against the Bengals for Kansas City. Now he's now he's blocking for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I mean, there's proof positive, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah he's, it, 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 it's very interesting. I mean, Orlando Brown's a great, a great example, right, where the Chiefs changed his life, right? I mean, the right. Chiefs. He went from the Bengals, uh, excuse me, the Ravens to the Chiefs. He won a Super Bowl. He's a Pro Bowler now, um, and they paid him a lot of money you know, in that in that kind of franchise tag year. And then now he's a Bengal, and they're going to play the Chiefs December thirty first in Kansas City. Um, you know the Bengals and Chiefs have a rivalry now, which I think is fantastic for 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 football. Um, and he's going to go into to Arrowhead, and he's going to be booed, right? As a right, Bengal, right? Um, he's going to feel that and the other animosity from Chiefs fans. And just last year, he was, you know, he was at the, he was at a, you know, the parade with the zero sack shirt on, right? They love zero sacks. <laughs> it's the, just amazing, and, right? And, and so mentally, you have to make that switch as a player. I, I didn't have that situation in, in my career, but it's very drastic for Orlando Brown <laughs> to, to do that so quickly. But that's, a, but I think too, Andy. A lot of the players, you know, have grown up in an era of free agency, right? I know I certainly have. Um, you know, Orlando Brown's father played in the NFL. Um, you know, with the transfer portal now, as you mentioned earlier, college football is sort of feels like free agency right now. 
So I think there's not like this. Um, it's not a, a, a new sensation for players to have to, to have to leave because of, of all these factors in college and growing up with you know seeing free agency kind of in your face. So players don't feel I think quite as um, as awkward about it maybe as, as fans might feel. You know, look, I remember as a kid growing up, the, the 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 saying of the day was "play me or trade me." You don't hear that much anymore, thanks to free agency. I mean, I mean as a kid, I remember guys that were riding the bench on various teams that I was rooting for, and they weren't playing. They go out and they they be very vocal in the media, "play me or trade me," and they, they management would trade them at times. But there was no free agency back then, so I so I I understand that. You know, the the bottom line is this: play. You want to have playing time and money. You know, maybe not in that order. Maybe money and playing time. That's where it's at, right? When you play. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, yes, absolutely. And I, again, um, you know, everyone wants to get paid because it's generational wealth, right? And you have to obviously work for that wealth. You have to be good, be a good player, and be it's good, like winning you know, the lottery. Absolutely. And again, you know, players work their butts off for. I mean, I look, man. I, I was a practice. I was a seventh round draft pick. I started my career in practice squad. I played two years. I had a hip surgery, another hip surgery. I got to Minnesota. I had a groin surgery. I, you know, 2012 was my fifth year in the NFL. I was in Minnesota again with, with that bad groin. Didn't play very well. Didn't play very much. I, I go to Kansas City. I'm healthy. I finally get a chance to show what I can do, and I get that big contract in year seven. Like, I worked my butt off for that contract. <laughs> like that, that in, and so there's a, a reward for a lot of guys like me that you know, put in a lot of time and sacrifice away from our families and, and our entire life is consumed by football and we get that we get that payoff of, of how many that big times contract. did you say to yourself I'm packing it in after all those injuries? And and by the way, no. I assume you were married at the time. Did your no, wife was, ever say Jeff you were not? I was not married yet. Because um, she would have probably said it's enough, you know, when he just quit, right? No. I, you know, my wife, I don't know if she like really paid attention to that at times. Like she's just like, Oh, you're still playing football. Cool. Um <laughs> I don't think I don't think she paid attention to like the that the business part of it at times. So I always you know, people ask me this a lot, Andy, and I I always say I just played football till someone told me I couldn't play anymore. So I, I never thought of it as like, okay, I'm I'm near the end. I certainly felt that way my body felt that way in year nine and, and I certainly I think we, my family and I decided that that wasn't probably my last year playing, but I, I don't remember. I just kept playing until someone told me I couldn't play anymore. Um, there was never a time when I thought my career was over. I, I knew I was a good enough player if I just could get healthy, and I, and I did, and, and was able to play a, a long time. I, I never felt that way, Andy. I, I just kept playing, man, until someone told me I couldn't do it. I'm gonna do this radio show until someone tells me I can't do it anymore. Right? Like that's just the way I've always I've always been. Uh, I haven't worried about. The, the the what if um, you know I it's a beautiful a, I, beautiful comparison you just I, said because look I never played pro football and never never yeah. been in your shoes but I feel the same way with the radio situation until someone says or gets a hook and yanks me off I'm, I'm going to do it yeah it's, 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 it, if teams are going to call me and I'm going to keep getting a job and keep playing and then then eventually the phone calls stop and your career's over um, now I feel fortunate. So I was on basically four teams in four years. The last year of my rookie deal in Carolina, then Minnesota, and then Kansas City for a year, and then the Giants. I was there for two years. But, you know, again, like 11, 12, 13, 14, four different cities, four different teams. And so I always I always knew it would be over at some point because of, of just, again, that's a lot of movement, right? A lot right. of new every year and, 
you know, the one-year deals. Like, you just know it's over at some point. And so I felt very prepared for my next my next life, right? Because, again, I had spent so much time, you know, in, in NFL free agency, the offseason, not being on a team, and start thinking about my future. Um, and so I was I felt very prepared to transition to no longer playing football. Because I, I just I you know when you when you when, the, when you don't have that you know success at times in football and you just I was I felt very prepared to to, to be retired when it was time to be retired. Where I think other players who have a lot more success than I did in, in my career and that you know play on a certain team for for nine, ten, twelve years, it's tougher for them to make that you know that that transition at times because they just everything sort of. You know, it becomes routine. It becomes easy. Right. It becomes something that you, be, you know, your life becomes playing for that team. I, I didn't have that because I was on so many teams in so many years. There you go. He's Jeff Schwartz. Get him on Twitter at G-E-O-F-F Schwartz. At Andy Furman FSR. We'll read him. We'll retweet him. 877 on Fox is our phone number. That's 877-996-6369. We have bottom barrel betting this hour. We have the blame game in hour number three. And we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Got a multi-policy discount by combining a motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. One pro bowler speaks out about his position. That's next. It's the worst. We'll explain that in just about a minute. He is Jeff Schwartz. He's not the worst. I'm Andy Furman, together with Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio and rolling along right now. And uh, we talk about the worst position to play in the NFL. I always thought it was your position, Jeff. I really did. And I'll tell you why. It's a, it's a grunt. I hate to say this to you, but it's kind of a grunt position. Yeah, there's terrible. no respect. No respect. <laughs> and there's no stats. And I never understood how one could get elected to the Hall of Fame playing an offensive line position because obviously there's no statistical relevance to that position. Really. I mean, you know, t- touchdowns for a quarterback, running yards for a running back. I mean, things like that. There's no stats yeah. to justify how good you are at that position. Okay, so um, this is it's it's all pro votes, you know, all pro votes, and they count. I believe three different, you know, there's three different. Um, um, it's like the AP, and there's, there's a couple different, um, you know, polls they use. Um, so it's um, yeah, it, it that that's a that's part of it. It's it's AP voting, all pro voting. Um, you know, I've always the felt pro football that writers, I think. yeah, 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 pro football writers. There you go. Um, it does feel though like. You know, typically it's the best player or two of a generation. Like you get one center a generation, right? You get three to four guards a generation. You get you know three to four tackles a generation. Anthony Munoz. And you know after X amount of years, you you know who they are. Like like currently right now in the NFL playing, Teron Smith is going to be a Hall of Famer. Jason Peters, a left tackle, and he's you know he was he's older, but he's kind of still floating around. He'll be a Hall of Famer. Kelsey's brother at center. Kelsey's brother at center. Trent Williams will be a Hall of Famer. Zach Martin will be a Hall of Famer. That's the five right now that will walk in as Hall of Famers right now. Okay, um, that that's it. Th- those five. I'm telling you, those five right now are are set. I, I, I might be missing one, but I think those are the five right now. Lane Orlando Johnson, Lane Johnson will probably be the first right tackle. Willie Anderson, I, I think, should get in the former right. Bengals right tackle. I hope he does. He might, he, and if he gets in, Lane Johnson surely getting in. 
but Lane might be the first right tackle. And I do think that now, because of these grading services, right, Pro Football Focus is one of them, there are more eyeballs towards actual numbers and tangible stats for offensive linemen. And I do think that Lane can be the first. Again, I think Willie Anderson should be in first. I, I mean, when you're the best right tackle, again, of a generation, especially when the game sort of transitioned, and he was still part of the, you know, the run the ball first and play action right. pass and whatnot, but he was so good. You know this. Like, he, he should be in the Hall of Fame. So if Willie gets in, Lane's surely getting in. I think Willie will get in eventually. Um, but I think Lane's on that path, too. Those are probably the six right now that are, like, surefire. Get, that, that's it. Six. Right? Like, you don't get a lot in generation. Um, because, again, it's difficult to quantify the stats. But, it's, again, the after six, seven, eight, ten years, you know who the best are. It's not very hard. Well, you know, it's funny because it's it's a position that so valuable because a quarterback can be made or broken because of that position. There's no doubt in my mind. Oh, yeah. And, and the running and- game as well. But, again, there is no statistical information. Like, after – I mean, what, they need to – Define a stat like holds. Maybe how many times you hold the defense. Well, back. I mean, I, some sort of a stat to to verify how good you are. Um, again, like you, you. That's why I'm here. <laughs> like you just have to, you just have to, like tr- trust that people like myself that watch the game, um, that study the position, that we understand. Like, okay, just trust me. That Zach Martin, right guard for the, the Cowboys, he's the best right guard. Like you, just have to, you, you gotta trust me in that one. Like this is—I think we got to a point where sometimes um, we don't trust experts in their own field. Like I have no bias, man. Like just I, Zach Martin's the best. It is what it is. Um, and we just got to a point now where you know in society we just don't trust experts. We trust people that pay for their blue check and have a bunch of followers on social media. Sometimes um, I, I'm not so certain <laughs> that it's, it's a good move to have the pro football writers voting for that. I—I I really don't think they—they they understand how difficult the position is or you know what it takes to be good at that position really yeah but I, I don't like how many for the offensive line position how many misses i mean how many guys are you like why well, it's kind of I'm putting you on the spot here you're like man that guy's not in that's a that's a trap it's not that many offensive line no, they, right. they get in eventually like i said tony baselli got in like that's the last that's the guy who was really really i mean every year like every player i know he was hurt he only played seven years he was first team all pro three straight. It was ninety six to eight to ninety eight. Okay, and he was a, a first team all pro left tackle in the same time frame as four other Hall of Fame left tackles. <laughs> so it was Ogden, Rofe, Walter Jones, and um, uh, Orlando Pace. Okay, right. when you are the first team all pro at left tackle with four other Hall of Fame left tackles playing at the same time, and some of those guys were young. I mean, Ogden was young, why not? It, you're the best player. You should be in the Hall of Fame. It's not very hard. Right. Um, right. So I think for offensive linemen, yeah, look, the writers, and look, I've talked to writers about pro football, about you know the, the Hall of Fame, and there's like 50 of them, I think, right? I've talked to them about the process. Like I, I think it's okay the way it works. Um, in the end, you get 15 years, like it, you're not going to get screwed. Uh, if you're that good of a player, you might not like what you know. Terrell Owens famously, right? He's like, I'm not, I'm not coming to the Hall of Fame. I didn't wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. All right, I mean, you know, it's only five, and every year, more and more players kind of become, you know, eligible for first ballot Hall of Famer. It's the way it is. Um, but uh, yeah, I, um, it's been, uh, it's it's fun to watch the process. Um, I'm okay with it. Again, offensive line, I think eventually get in. 
All right, we're going to do this. We're going to tell you the worst position, according to one pro bowler, the worst position in the NFL. We'll do that next. That's coming up right here on Fox Sports Sunday, live from the Tyrac.com studios. But first, let's hear from Kevin Wyatt with Olios. Well, it was a night for the record books for the Angels on Saturday. They just absolutely have a destruction of the Colorado Rockies. 25-1, to the final score there, and they led 23-0 after just four innings, a record at least going back the last 50 years. The Halos franchise record for most runs in a single game was 24. They got that in the in a game against the Toronto Blue Jays back in 1979. So 25, the new record for the Halos. And the two teams agreed to a trade after the game concluded. Mike Moustakis going from Colorado to the Angels in exchange for a couple of minor league players. Other baseball scores, Dodgers beat the Astros 8-7. Dodgers coming from behind to win it, and they get a balk call in the eighth inning for the go-ahead run. The Giants beat the Diamondbacks 7-6. They're now just a game and a half back of Arizona atop the NL West. The Cubs beat the Cardinals in London 9-1. The Cincinnati Reds, they were the hottest team in baseball, had a 12-game winning streak, but that came to an end on Saturday as the Braves behind four home runs Beat the Reds 7-6. to Blue Jays beat the Oakland Athletics 7-3. to Oakland now just 20-59 and on the season. The Royals not doing much better, but they did get a win against the best team in baseball. They beat the Rays 9-4. to The upstart Baltimore Orioles get a home run in the 10th inning to get an extra innings win against the Mariners 6-4. The Mets beat the Phillies 4-2. Yankees shut out the Rangers 1-0. In the College World Series, it's LSU with an 11th inning home run against the Florida Gators as they take the opening game of the championship round of the College World Series. Final in that one, 4-3. And in soccer... Opening game of the Gold Cup, the U.S. men's national team plays to a draw against Jamaica. Back to you guys. All right, thanks, Kev. We crossed the 50-yard line. It will be called Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And of course, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining a motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We'll have bottom barrel betting in about seven, eight minutes from now. But uh, it was Melvin Gordon who said the worst position in the National Football League was the running back, okay? Uh, I guess it's more of lack of respect for that position. He says, we get no love. And basically, he did say this, and I'm quoting him right now, it's just so tough for running backs right now, man, Gordon says. you got a lot of running backs out there. We just don't get no love. It's literally the worst position to play in right now in the NFL. And I think he's saying that because in a money situation, you look at some of these guys that are, that are high-priced veterans, they're looking for a job right now, like Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fortnette, Kareem Hunt. They're still looking for a team, and I guess right now teams say look I can afford to get a running back in the draft for a lot less money and uh, doing the same function that you're doing for less money yeah um, it's difficult right now to be one of those guys because um, you know there is uh, the you know the, the analytics uh, we call it you call it revolution whatever you want to call it in in um, the game has has shown that you can pretty much get a running back whenever in the draft um, and be really good. You know, we saw last year, you know, uh, you know Pacheco for the Chiefs, seventh round draft pick. And we even saw to a little bit last year when Christian McCaffrey left the Panthers, the Doing run better. game got better. Yeah. Got better when he left. And so I think there's a lot of people that look at that and think, hey, man, you know, let, let's not pay these guys as much as we should. And I, I – I, Andy, I, I don't disagree. Like if I, if I was building my team, 
I would not draft a running back in the first round. I would not pay a running back a second contract. That's the way I build my team. I, you, right. you, there's there's no justification for for doing it. You you just you you just can't. There's no way that you can no way to say that we should be paying a running back all that money because again the production level does not equal the money you're paying these guys. Look, if you had a chance to pay three million dollars for a running back or eleven million dollars. You know, you're gonna pick the guy with a cheaper option, three million, and I gotta believe at the end of the day, the production might be just about the same. Really? I mean, it's shown that the money is the same. Like, it is the same. Like, it, it, like I mean, the production is the same for the amount of money you're paying. You know, it seems like you know for that you know kind of position, a lot of it just comes down to obviously like offensive line blocking uh, more than anything else. Like, if you can, if you can, if you're an offensive lineman, you know, and, and you you can block well. That's enough um, to to make your you know your line your, your run game go, and unfortunately, that that's enough to to not have to pay that running to you know not have to pay running back a lot of money. There's only two running backs in the last five, six, seven years. I, I got to believe that I've got big contracts. One is Christian McCaffrey, right? The other one's Derrick Henry. Other than well, that, all these other big names they haven't yeah, gotten the do, big contracts. You, but again, like, is the Derrick Henry deal? Would you say as a Titans fan, that's worked for your franchise? No, um, that that becomes a concern, right? Also, like, so I'm going to do this. I haven't done the research on it yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm I will, and it's going to be part of what I do uh, when I kind of preview the NFL this year for Fox Sports. I'm going to um, look at it, and I know this is the answer, but um, I'm going to bet every running back under for all. I'm going to make a project this year for all 32 starting running backs in the NFL. And if teams don't really have a start, I won't do it. I guess. I'm going to bet the under for rushing yards for every single one of them. I will make a lot of money this year. That's like the, you, you can't say about quarterback, wide receiver. I'll make money fading running backs this season because of the injury rate and the ability to just kind of find a second running back in, in you know in, in an offense. It's just the way it is. It's, it's unfortunate. I, I empathize with running backs. I mean, imagine if my position became less valuable. It would suck. It would suck. You make less money. You don't feel as important. But the numbers show that you're able to function as an offense without having that quote-unquote bell cow running back. You know, is it is it is Chris McCaffrey, is he good for the Niners? Absolutely. He's great. But the Niners are not winning this year because of McCaffrey. They're right. winning if they have a quarterback. That's where they're winning this year, Andy. You're exactly right. You know, uh, I got some stats over here. It's unbelievable. Back in 2013, the franchise tag number position for running back was 8.08 million. That year, the number has gone. And this year, the number has gone up to 10.09 million, which is an increase of 25%, which sounds pretty good. But quarterbacks since that time oh, yeah, have crazy. gone up 14.64 million in 2013 to 32.4 million, an increase of 121 percent. And other than that, listen to this: linebackers have seen them their increase of uh, of 100 of almost 100 percent. Linebackers and defensive tackles uh, from 8 million to 18.9 million. So basically, running backs have fallen way behind behind quarterbacks, obviously, but linebackers and defensive tackles. It's amazing. You, yeah. you don't need a running back to win a, to win in the National Football League. You really don't. But, but Look, you, but, it, it happened with fullbacks. But, fullbacks are dinosaurs okay. too now. But I want to make it very clear, though. You need to have a a running game. You have a running game to be competitive. You don't need to have, again, listen, 
You don't need to have a you don't need to have a a running back like a bell cow, but you need a run game to be successful. You need you need you need to be able to punch someone in the mouth. You need to be physical with them. So there there is you need some of that some of that Andy to win in this league. Again, you don't need to be the best run game of all time, but you need to to have a running attack that teams believe you can punch them in the mouth. You need to have that. You don't, you don't have to have the running back, but you have to make them think you can punch them in the mouth. And we've seen changes in offenses because teams cannot win with that run game. Example, the Baltimore Ravens. They will run, run, run. That's all yeah. they did. What do they do? They stacked up on receivers now. They got that kid out of Boston College in the draft, and they made a couple of free agent moves. They're going receiving now, and they may be more of a passing game than a running game. Yeah, I mean, it was time for that. It was it was very clearly it was you know much needed to kind of move on from from that and let Lamar kind of operate in a more functional NFL offense. And they want to I'm, keep I'm him healthy too by not running as much. I'm sure. Absolutely, yes. It's amazing. It, it really is. And look, I I get it. I mean, you you could go far in the playoffs with a run game, and a lot of times they'll use the running back as a decoy, passing out of the backfield. They'll use your tight end to create the run game in a sense. Really? You, oh, yeah. You, you, don't, you don't need it. You don't need a, you, a bell cow running back. You don't. You're correct. You do not. Well, that's the first time I have been correct. But, you know, every once in a while I can hit on something. But it, <laughs> you hit on one every now and then? Well, well, now and then, yeah. Maybe the moon was full last night. I don't know. But, again, we, we've seen changes in the NFL. I, I think Dan Marino was the guy that came into the NFL when baby, you could maybe call him the godfather of the forward pass. They didn't pass much before Dan Marino came in. He started passing, and they kind of eliminated the run game as much. And you know, the fullback position used for running, then it was used for blocking. I mean, what, what, I think maybe two teams use a fullback. I think the Ravens use a fullback. I don't know who else uses a fullback, really. The 49ers. That's, 49 That's about it, really. Yeah, that's, that's, it, a, yeah. that's a position that's gone. Even in the college game. Uh, oh, the college game has no, has right. no, uh, has no, none of that, no fullback. It's amazing. It really yeah. is. I, I mean, can you imagine guys that played fullback back in the day and they're watching the National Football League right now? So, what happened to my position? Really, it, it's just I mean, the way it's, it is. It's gone. It's it's an, it, look. It's a everything. Look, the thing about Andy is everything sort of comes back. Like, I'm curious if we're going to have a, you know at, at some point we're going to have a comeback where um, you know, we we see you know all these positions that kind of left us all sort of kind of come back. I'm curious about that. Well, it may it may very well happen. I mean, there's really nothing new. It's just the wheel that recycles. That's what it is. That's basically what it is. It really in all sports, really. I mean, right now, I think there was a pitcher the other day I read was signed a knuckleballer, the first knuckleball pitcher like in an eon. Oh yeah, the, yeah, they're, they're making they're making right. a little bit of a comeback. I saw that too. Right now, the knuckleball's coming back. I mean, back in the day, there was all Hoyt Wilhelm. They all had knuckleballs. That's what you're it was. I remember by Tom Sturdivant. I'm throwing names out there as a kid. I remember all these knuckleball pitches. Now you're aging yourself with the, with the Wilhelm mention. Well, you know, you could say I'm aging myself. I'm just an historian. You know what I'm saying? It's a good cover. It's I mean, a good you could have gone like Tim Wakefield. Everyone been like, oh, yeah. Tim yeah, Wakefield. Tim Wakefield, know. yeah. I remember these guys. Who knows? Jeff Schwartz, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. No, it's like a cold beer on a hot summer day. We call it bottom barrel betting, and it's freaking next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Bottom barrel betting right around the bend. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Tyrac.com studios. It's about maybe 10 minutes before the top of the hour. We're brought to you by Discover. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earn doubled. Seriously. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com forward slash match. Right now, we got a game to play. So let's play. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. bottom. Oh, really? I thought you was late. Barrel. Barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Oh, baby, the man with the plan, the big E, Ethan Miller. How you doing? Great to be here. Happy Sunday, guys. Happy Sunday. Uh, three and two last week. For who? Both. Both. Not bad. Both? Not, yeah, not bad. A tie, you know. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm giving him some competition. I really am, I think. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I heard a smirk there. Yeah, it is a smirk. Uh, we're going to start with college baseball because it's not that normal, right? Like, it's college baseball. No Whatever you say, right. you're in charge. All right, cool. So, it's Florida minus one and a half, LSU plus one and a half. Uh, game two today at 12.05. I mean, if, if you're giving me plus one and a half with LSU, uh, I'll take the run and a half. I, I think Florida wins, but there's some matchup with LSU right now. Now, I could make the case... That Andy, that like it ends the magic just ends in game two, right? And then it comes back in game three, right? Um, but LSU has been on a tear right now. I mean, they have been so good. Uh, I'll take the plus one and a half. You're taking LSU, yeah. I think that's a bit they've been very bet. good, but a lot of luck too. I'm gonna go with Florida, absolutely. It can end, it can end today, right? It could. I'm going with Florida, all right? Nice split, Gators. Gators. All right, now we're gonna go to crazier, ridiculous sports like cricket. Um, and we're going to go to the Ashes tournament, whatever that is. Um, I'm sure Jeff will look into it. England versus Australia. England plus 110, Australia so, minus 140. Uh, Andy, you don't, you don't, I imagine you don't use the, you're not a TikTok person. Um, but my wife is going to, duty TikTok. if you go on to some of these, some of these uh, websites, you know, like some of these yeah. apps and you know, they just basically track what, you know, what, what you're watching and they kind of show you more of that. Somehow I got on cricket TikTok and, uh, <laughs> it's, it's basically changed, but like early last week, I just, the, the, the cricket videos were just nonstop. I, I think I watched like one video on something and I have no idea how the game is played. Um, 
but is exciting on TikTok. Um, what are my choices here, Ethan, again? Yeah, England, so, Australia. Yeah, England, Australia. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with Australia. Sounds I'm going right. with England because I have some relatives there. My grandfather was from uh, Golden's Green, right outside of London. So I'm going mm-hmm. to England. I waved the flag. Yeah. The Union Jack. I got England. Showing your respect. I get it. Yes. Um, all right. We're going to go to darts. Right. Darts are very exciting. We love darts here. Um, we're going to do Chris Gillian. And I think that's how you pronounce it. Let's just say Chris G for, Chris for time's sake. Okay. You and can then, make up the names. We wouldn't know if you're <laughs> right or wrong anyway. Well, you never really? know. You never. Jeff likes throwing on them sometimes. All right. And then uh, James Richardson. Chris... Chris G versus James Richardson. I'm going to go with the guy that the name you can pronounce. Yeah, cool. Where, where's this match at? Can you give me a little more detail? Um, I really, I couldn't, you know, I'll look up the series at the break. It's at the, it's and the, I have another question because Jeff's a big dart guy. Do they have doubles in darts? I don't know. You know what? That's a great question. It's another thing I'm going to look up. It says oh, online live league. I just bet on Richardson. <laughs> really? I, yeah, I guess I'll get, you know, if you did, I'm getting James G. I'm going with G. It was, you it was you Chris, but it's yeah. fine. I would have made the same mistake. All right, uh, <laughs> all right we are moving. Oh, we only have like 10 seconds. So, That's um, it? Yeah, it was nice playing with you guys. That's it, huh? I'll see you guys in an hour. I don't know. All right, there's some trouble for some NFL teams. We'll explain that next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. We're going to rain on your parade. We'll do that in just about a minute. Good morning, everybody. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Andy Furman, and we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. He's the pro. He's Jeff Schwartz. He's my partner. What's up? Good morning, everyone. It is a wonderful 
Sunday. Uh, again, one one day closer, one weekend closer to some NFL action. I'm, I'm ready for football. I'm, I'm itching for football, Andy. Um, I'm enjoying, you know, little, you know, little kind of break at time from from work because you know we got a little travel coming up and some fun things to do. But you know, we got Pac-12 Media Day, which I cover the Pac-12 in like less than three weeks now. It is it is, I mean, less than four weeks. It's almost football time, man. I hear what you're saying, but don't forget. Happy birthday to Mrs. S. Happy yes. birthday to Don't forget that. Yes. My wife's uh-huh. birthday is today. Um, I uh, walked from my studio during the break uh, to uh, the house, and um, she's still sleeping. So we're good. We're, we're good. We're, we're letting her sleep in a little bit. Kids kids still sleeping. We're good morning off to a good start. Good. Now, I got a couple of things I got to run by it because you're the voice of reason here. You really are. Yesterday, the Cardinals played the Cubs in London. All right. I got to believe that Major League Baseball is always late to the dance. All right. You know, football was smart. They went to Germany. They went to Mexico. They're playing all over. They want to expand the program. They want to sell all over the world. It's a global game. Okay. Baseball. Why London? Cricket's the game over there. They should have gone to Japan. They could have gone to the Dominican Republic. They could have gone to Mexico. That's their base. That's where they get their players from. Why London? I don't understand it. I I turned it in just to see what it would look like. I, I don't get it. Help me out here. Uh, you know, expand the game, right? We're, we're we're finding new places to play baseball. Um, I think the news yesterday was Derek Jeter in the booth. Him and A Rod and and Big Poppy together pregame. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Getting it in. Look, um, uh, I I I think baseball has done a better job in recent years of marketing themselves. Um, I really think that. Young players being able to show their personalities, right? I mean, you talk about De La Cruz, like, right? He just is electric, but he shows his personality, right? And, and these play, I mean, it's just, it feels like it's more fun to play baseball now. And I just think they're trying to expand the game outward, right? And trying to find, I would hope ways. so. You know, you talk about Ellie De La Cruz, you talk about these, the college game right now, and I love it because it's exciting. The LSU game, so much 11 innings again, they win. But the the bad news is that those guys in LSU, if in fact they do get drafted, we're going to have to wait three, four, maybe five years to see them come to I the know. big leagues. Where That's why it's, the NBA and NFL have it made. You watch these guys in college and bang, they're going to the pros the next year and you follow their career. That hurts baseball a little bit. Plus, Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of players in baseball like Ellie uh, they don't speak English, and that's tough. I mean, yeah. I, I watched the post-game interview the other night in Cincinnati. They had the interpreter on there with him, and yeah. it's just difficult. It really is. Yeah, he's a young player, though. I imagine at some point, you know, that gets uh, that gets easier for him. Um, you know, but then we have players like Otani. It's just Otani's so freaking good, man, and he's playing. And with he's the buried Angels. there, like buried, buried with the Angels. Like it, 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 that's a hard part about baseball. It, I, I love baseball, so do you. It's just a long season. It's just such a long season. Um, you know, again, you're you're Reds guy. Well, you 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 know, you're a Reds fan just by by where you live, right? I mean, you're not a, right. It wasn't right. your childhood team, I don't think. No, um, it was the yeah, Dodgers. I'm a, Gi- I'm Dodgers a Giants. And yeah. I'm a Giants fan, and the Giants are playing great baseball right now. But it's like it's still the middle of June. <laughs> we have July, and August, and September. And um, it's hard to give your attention all the baseball. I think when you have standalone events like the London game, you do get more eyeballs to the sport, right? You get it's it's an event, and that's right. what football does so well, right? Football creates an event each week, an event, um, and baseball's trying to do some of that with these some of these games. Now, if I have correct, it's just they're playing one game in London. That's it. I believe so. Or it's but a series know, in London. But I- 
look, the, the problem with baseball is like they step on their own feet. For example, when the NBA has a draft, it's a separate event. When the NFL has a draft, it's a weekend. It's like three days, okay? When, the, when Major League Baseball has their player draft, they're still playing games. It's amazing. Okay, when the, when the major, when Major League Baseball inducts players into their Hall of Fame, which they'll be doing in July, right, next month, what do they do? They're still playing games. You have to reserve, make it special, reserve Andy, that. No game should be played that day and, when they Andy, put guys in the Hall of Fame. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's the Hall of Fame I understand. But the draft, like, come on, you mentioned it, right? Like, there's a kid on LSU, the pitcher for LSU, right? Right. He throws, you know, half his pitches 100 miles an hour. Um He's going to go in the top five, right? He might not even be the first pitcher drafted. I don't even know. Ty um, Floyd. And what? His name is Ty Floyd. Ty Floyd. He, he struck out seventeen yesterday. No, 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 no. That's a different guy. Oh, okay. I thought it was Floyd. No, no, no. no. Oh. Their, their main their main pitcher um, pitched the game against Wake Forest. Okay. Um, right. he, he's there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah. They're they're good. That, that's kind of the point about why LSU is where they are right now. Um, no, the guy who, uh, what's his name here? Uh, well, that, so Dylan Cruz won like slugger of the year for LSU. Um, and their pitcher is, what's his name? I'm trying to pull up. Oh, oh, Paul, Paul, Paul Skines. Um, he's six six two forty seven. He's incredible. He threw the other day, nine innings, you know, bazillion strikeouts. Um, but if your team drafts him, you know, you're not going to, he's not going to be in the big leagues for another you know how many how many more he threw eight innings. The you're other right day. about that, but I think it, it creates the interest where if you're a fan of Team X and they draft that kid, you're going to find out what level he's going to play on, and and maybe even the local media will follow him to give the interest because I know in Cincinnati they were following the Louisville Bats, uh, the Triple A team when Ellie De La Cruz was playing, and they even sent reporters down there. You know, when Ellie was playing, so eventually it created the interest and the spark, and the Reds eventually brought yeah. him up. Yeah, but that only happens at the end of the of the road of the minor league, right? Like it happens yeah. at the very end, and typically that only happens too when you're not when you're not playing good baseball. They're like, you know, bring bring up this kid, right? Bring him up and give us a spark. And not all, you know, Triple A teams are relatively, you know, they're not always near the major league team. They, they try to move them as close as possible, obviously. Right. Um, it's just hard. it's so difficult to hard. So I I think that I like the idea of <clears throat> baseball going with standalone with a standalone kind of game. Right? It's a big event. There wasn't much on this weekend. Um, let's focus on this big major event. Let's pump some energy into baseball and let's try to get you know a big a big premiere. Hey, you must watch this event because it's on it's on Big Fox. And it's a it's a major baseball game. I, I am a fan fan of baseball, and I, I do enjoy it, and I, I love it. I love going to games. I really do. But I, but again, I, I keep on whining and crying because I think there's certain things that baseball could do to help themselves. And one of them would very well be to go back to the old the old way of the All Star Game, National League against American League. Now with this mixed roster, it's just you know. Oh, wait, did, what? Wait, what? In other words, I, I, it was I, National I, American where there was no interleague play at the time. So the only time you could see the stars from the other league was, was would be the, either the World Series or the All Star Game, and now in interleague play, you know, it kind of takes away the excitement and the Absolutely. the mystery behind that. I'd like to see them get a, do away with interleague play. Forget it. So, that's a very seventy uh, year old take. So I appreciate that, there, Andy. Thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> I I have said this for ten years now. It's been one of my my talking points around the baseball All Star Weekend. 
is I remember it, it always used, it's always the, so my birthday is July 11th, and the MLB All Star Game is always that week. It doesn't matter like <laughs> right. my, it, it, uh, it um, it's always around my birthday. Um, and, you know, this year it's uh, it's July. It's actually July 11th this year. Um, it's on my birthday this year. It's always that week, no matter what. Because I remember because I would go to my fr- my best friend's house and as a, as a kid, and we'd go and watch the home run derby the day before. And then I'd go and the next day and go to his house again and watch and watch the game, whether it's my birthday or not. I that was our routine, right? I go to my right. my buddy's house, we watch a game. But the reason why it was so much fun, to your point, was. You know, we're in Los Angeles. I get to watch the Dodgers play. Now, as a kid, obviously, we know that TBS had the Braves, WGN had the Cubs. So there were some other options to watch. But if I wanted to watch Ken Griffey Jr., basically the only time of year I got to watch him was All-Star Weekend. Exactly. So I wanted to watch him hit home runs. It was All-Star Weekend. If I want to watch Cowboy Jr. play, it was All-Star Weekend. If I want to, now, the Yankees were on national television more often. But if I wanted to watch a Yankee play, it was All-Star Weekend. And that's... What for me as a kid, much watch television. I have to watch the home run derby and and the all star game because I don't get to watch these guys on the regular. Even if interleague play was 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 gone was gone right. Let's say they ended it tomorrow, right. we still get all the games on television. So I I get to any I could pull up today my MLB TV app and put on any game. That's not obviously blacked out of my region, which is just a terrible thing that baseball does. That's another thing that baseball does, which I think is absolutely atrocious. The blackout rules for their product. It's the worst in all sports. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I have four teams blacked out on the app. Which You would be considered Braves country. Is that correct? Well, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. They're on local. I can get the Braves on every night. You want to know who else I'm blacked out to watch? The Orioles. Wow. Okay. The Nationals. And the Reds. You know, it the didn't Reds. make any sense because I, I, I could see back in the day when the NFL had their blackout rule, they were afraid it would hurt attendance. And they it, ended it, it because they were right. like, this is stupid. Right. But how well, would you being blacked out of the Reds hurt attendance? You're not driving like from, from Charlotte to see the Reds play. But, th- but think about this. The, 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 the blackout rule for the NFL was only in your local market if you didn't sell enough tickets. It wasn't Correct. like you couldn't watch other teams play. Right. Right? I can't – like if I want to watch – on the, the MLB TV app, the Giants at the Reds. I can't do that. I have to pay for the the you know the the, the regional sports networks on DirecTV to be able to get those. So baseball just they hurt themselves in that way. I agree. And the interest like I have no interest in the All Star Weekend right now. Like what I, I watch I get to watch Shohei Otani bat every day. Every home run he hits, I watch eight times on the internet. He hit a ball the other day that was that was two inches off the plate, and the pitcher said, how the F did he do that? Like, I had to watch it. I've been on, on the internet. But there's one thing of watching that, but you, you still want to see him play against teams within his own division. You know, the interleague play thing, I, you know, I, I, I get it. You I, could see him play. Oh, no, he just but, he just hit a ball 500 feet in Colorado. I, that's not – I, I kind of like that. Oh, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, he's a great player. And look, I, I think maybe baseball should do more to get him out there so people could see him play. I mean, really and truly, this guy's. They're trying. Uh, I, think, I think they're trying. A generational player, you know, pitching as well as, you know, playing on a daily basis. It's amazing. And he's buried with the Angels. That's the problem. Yeah, it's not great. They're trying.
I, I hear what you're saying. Look, there's a lot of things baseball could do, but I think one of the bigger problems is that we're in a society right now that we want it now, and and we want certain, you know, we want glasses in an hour, we want uh, fast food now, and baseball is just too damn long. You know, they they can't even do what football does with fantasy football. Fantasy football has saved that sport to some extent because, yeah, I know it's gambling, but people learn the players' names, they they study them, and it's once a week. It's perfect. It's a perfect situation. You. Can't have fantasy baseball. Who has time to do that every single day? Who'd want to do it every day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I used to play fantasy baseball every day, Matt. It is hard, especially without a computer. Think about that. Oh yeah, that'd be nuts. It's hard, but neither could be. It's hard, it really yeah. is. You know, it's got its problem, but I think it's coming back. I really do. I think this College World Series has helped Major League Baseball to some extent too. The interest in baseball, I really do. I think uh, it's absolutely, yes. Here we go. Yeah. All right. I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but it was pretty good. It really was. Why not? However, it's, it's, I, I it's like Sunday, it. It's Sunday in the summer. We can talk about this. Look, radio this time of year is a lot of fun because it's not as easy as football season, right? Football it's season, creative. Like, it, it's more it, creative now. You write, Football season, you don't even have to like – it just shows up. Like, you don't have to do even a rundown. There's so much to talk about. Like It is what it is. This time of year, man – you have a little bit of fun. We can talk about things. We I, I like it better. Let me, let me tell you, when football begins, oh, like, a lot like of times season. I turn on these shows, all I do is run down game by game with their predictions, and their predictions are as good as my predictions, which are no good at all. <laughs> really. I mean, you know, I'm going to sit here and talk to you during the football season and say, well, today the Giants are playing the Bears. But Who cares? I mean, no, no one wants to hear a, a gas bag like me giving a prediction, and, and they're going to spend their money on what I say. No, don't. I'd rather talk about the storylines of the games. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah, no one's no yeah. one, look. No, no offense to you, but I mean, people when, if they're listening to our to us do radio during the season, you, they're, they're listening to me talk about no the X and O's, and you talk about the big stories. And I'm going to throw it to you and say, you know, what do you like? Who do you like? Why do yeah. you like this team? Going to win? Sure, that's what it's all about. But now it's great. Like you said, we can talk about anything. We even talk about darts. We talk about it all here. I, I mean, sure, we can talk about it for the 30 seconds that we do. You know, the, the wagering part of the show. But um, I don't. I mean, I don't have a darts breakdown for you right now. <laughs> But you will, and I know about that. All right, he's Jeff Schwartz. Get him on Twitter at G-E-O-F-F Schwartz at Andy Furman FSO. By the way, should we do this? Anybody who uh, tweets you should get a free copy of your book, Eat My Schwartz. Uh, I don't I have – Get like the publisher. Eight, get eight the publisher to give out 100 eight, books. I have eight, eight free copies left. Well, that's it? There could be a second printing? Uh, if, if, if we get enough, uh, enough, enough people in now, yeah, we're in now. All right, let's get him in here. Okay. At Andy Furman, FSR, 877 on Fox. That's our phone number. That's 877-996-6369. We got the blame game at the end of this hour, so don't go anywhere, but he's acting like a shield for the owners. That's next. He really has no clue. That's right around the corner. He's Jeff Schwartz. He's got a clue. I'm Andy Furman together with Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And we're live from the TireRack.com studios. A couple of little items I want to run by you because you are the voice of reason, Mr. Schwartz. Thank you. Yes, you are. Okay, this back and forth now between the AFC rivals, Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals, Travis Kelsey and Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. It started last month at uh, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of Kansas City, was the best quarterback in the NFL. And Kelsey said there's no argument to make until someone can knock him off the podium, okay? So Jamar Chase, the wide receiver of the Bengals, uh, was backing Joe Burrow, obviously his teammate. And he said that uh, he gave his opinion. Chase said, Pat who? And now all of a sudden, Kelsey's taking this to the next level. You know, and uh, he said just the other day on, a, on another uh, podcast he was doing, uh, the New Heights podcast, I was listening to that with yeah. his brother, uh, Jason Kelsey. It's just... Uh, 
It is what it is, dog. Uh, who doesn't love some good locker room banter? So I, I guess, is he playing? Does he really mean this? Or okay. he wants to create some controversy? What's this? First of all, this rivalry has, has gone on before, you know, Jamar Chase made that comment. Um, you know, we saw, obviously, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, the Bengals were, were dominating the series, right? Um and, you know, then the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs won. There was all that Burrow head talk, right? You right, 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 right. Um, And this rivalry is, is great. And, and you mentioned Jamar Chase. So Joe Burrow was quoted as saying Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. And Jamar Chase was asked about that, and his answer was Pat who? And then <laughs> that was the night of the Chiefs ring ceremony. That was the day of the Chiefs ring ceremony. And so the answer from uh, Patrick Mahomes was a picture of his two championship rings, saying that's who. So it's great. I, I mentioned this, I think, last week. Rivalries are great. They're fantastic, right? They're great for sports. And Travis Kelsey is now a podcaster. He's, he's in the media business, him and his brother. You mentioned New Heights, fantastic podcast. Um, you, an homage to Cincinnati there, right, with the New Heights um, reference. And I just think that at times, right, now Travis is now in the media, you know, he's playing to the crowd, right? He's playing to his fan base. And so, right. especially this time of year when there's less to talk about, I think that's all this is. I don't think this is anything more than Travis and and uh, and maybe Jason kind of playing into a little bit of banter back and forth. But again, December 31st, New Year's Eve, Sunday night in Kansas City. You know, the, what, the, this part four now, Andy, uh, yeah. of this, of this mm-hmm. uh, matchup. Can't wait for it. I think the Bengals, I think this is the Bengals... Uh, year there there has not been a back to back champion in the NFL since two thousand four, right? Um, when the Patriots won their second title, third title in in three, in, in uh, four years, uh, it's very hard to repeat in the NFL for many reasons, and it feels like this sort of has to be the Bengals' year, right? With with the, kind of the impending phrases they have, right. having to pay Joe Burrow. And I think they're really good. Um, it would not surprise me if the Bengals won the AFC this year. I was hoping that game would be pushed up a little early. As a matter of fact, I thought that may have been the opening night game, that Thursday no, night no, game. There was but, no but, chance it was opening night. Well, because the Super Bowl rematch, right? But I, I thought maybe the opening weekend. But the reason why I was hoping it would be earlier, because by that time of the year, God forbid, there could be some injuries on either team. Yeah. That's what I learned. But, but it, it, you know, that time of year, it makes it um, – I think just much more important, right? Now, and it they may meet again several weeks after that in playoffs. It, it would have been important no matter when you played it because it, it, it's going to obviously determine, I think, you know, the pecking order in in, uh, in the AFC for for home field. You know, we're with with the with the Bills probably having saying that as well. Um, but playing it that late in the year again, it it, it just feels way more important. And you're absolutely right. You know, injuries play a role in, in obviously all of this, and we hope that everyone's healthy and able to play in that game. But um, I like it late in the year, man. It's just going to feel like that, that game's going to be so important to the league. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, you know, it's funny because we, we talk about other sports and, like, it's amazing how other sports do not have this banter and this hype. It's a hype machine. And it helps the sport. It helps sell tickets. It helps interest. It helps storylines. It helps everybody. It helps media people. helps guys like us, the conversations. I mean, I don't – basketball to some extent has that. It really does. Baseball lacks that. I don't understand why. And it's not that hard well, to get it going. It really isn't. Because baseball is, is not – it's not the sp- you just can't do that in baseball, man. Like, what do you? There's no way to to manufacture. Now there are you can and look. If I'm a baseball player and and I'm and I'm a catcher, okay, and a guy's at bat and he flips the bat, 
and I come out and say after the game, next time that guy flips the bat, I'm going to I'm going to shove the bat where the sun don't shine. You know, so, there you go. That'll start it up again, right? Yeah, but they don't the, do that. Yeah, but there's because there's not there's not the physical confrontation that you have, right? So in football, obviously, there's a physical nature to football. You're two you know two players are physically going at it in basketball. When you talk, you play each other. You physically play each other, right? If if you yeah, talk, and in, in, in baseball, there's none of that. You're not physically playing another player, and so I, I think baseball is very much kind of uh, you know fans of teams do not like each other. Teams do not like each other, right? Dodgers, right. Giants, Yankees, Red Sox. It's not much of a player thing. It's hard. It's hard to have a lot of personal grudges in baseball because you don't get to take it out on each other. Yeah, I, I tell you what, they have a commissioner right now, and I said going into the segment, this guy's got no clue. I'm talking about Robert Manfred. Uh, he was talking about, you know, in England, uh, he was talking about the various things happening in the game of baseball, and then he talked about the possible relocation of the Oakland A's to Vegas. Yeah. Specifically, Manfred was asked about his recent comments in which he appeared to cast blame at Oakland fans for the current state of affairs. I mean, he was talking about the fans came back for 25000 when they showed their support with that reverse boycott. And yes. they wanted the Oakland owner, John Fisher, to sell the team. And he basically said that it was great, but he thinks it was the fans that they don't come out on a nightly basis. They're not coming out because the team right. doesn't win. And the, yes. the stadium's terrible. Yep. It's like a sewer. It really is. And he's blaming the fans? Really? Come on. Well, okay. Here's the thing about commissioners, guys. You might not, you might not like them. And there's, there's, there's you know, great reason I like them. But they are paid spokespersons, spokespeople, spokesperson for the ownership in certain leagues. You know, so Roger Goodell gets paid to be the shield for the NFL owners. That's his job. Rob Manford gets paid to be the shield for the for you know the owners of the A's. And so he's saying things that help and help I again I don't really really help ingratiate himself with the owners. But no one, because Oakland A's fans, I mean, the, the Oakland A's owner is a bazillionaire, right? So he can definitely stay in Oakland if he wanted to, build his own stadium. <laughs> he's just a mouthpiece for ownership. I don't know if, if Manfred actually believes anything he says. And we've seen, like, at times, Goodell, right? Like, Goodell, I think, at times doesn't believe what he says when it comes to ownership, right? We've seen many times where he's lately disagreed with ownership, right, when it comes to certain things about about the NFL, especially when it comes to kind of player relations. So... He's just a mouthpiece, man. He's a mouthpiece for ownership. And ownership definitely is going to blame the fans first, right? They're going to blame anyone else besides themselves yeah. for the A situation. And, and certainly, the O's ownership has enough money to build their own stadium. They don't need public funds to build a, to build a stadium. Um, and they just want to get out of Oakland. Everyone's leaving Oakland, right? We're seeing uh, they're going to lose three franchises, right? The Warriors went across the bay. The Raiders are now in Vegas, and so are the A's. I, look, I, I am looking forward to seeing baseball in Vegas. Um I think Vegas is a fun. I love visiting Vegas. I visit all the time. Um, it's going to be obviously hot. I hope that's indoor, indoor, indoor building. Um, but yeah, it's uh, he's just mouthpiece, buddy. That's it. You may anywhere them all you want. No, but. you you hit it right on the head. I, I should have realized this. The the commissioners of various sports serve at the pleasure of the owners. The owners vote the, vote these guys in, and they're the yeah. shield for them and the the spokesperson. And they are just like I, I serve at the pleasure of you. That's no, like, you don't. Put, give yeah. me, don't even go if there. People, if people are like, Schwartz, what are you talking about? Like, I just serve at the pleasure of Andy, man. No, no. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm your caddy on this show. Believe me. But, he, but here's the deal. I mean, the owners, 
love the commissioner of baseball because he's making money for them. What do I mean by that? When he puts these games on TV, on Apple TV, on Sunday mornings, Eastern time at 10 o'clock, which I, I go nuts and I got to pay for, the owners love that. It's extra revenue. He's created revenue streams Correct. for these guys so they love him. That's what they do. And a move to Vegas will create more revenue streams for baseball because the people are going to want to go to Vegas. Like it's it's a destination city, right? If you are Might be fan- too late. With the NBA there, going, go, they're thinking of going there. And got I don't, hockey, think, I don't think it's too late. Off. I don't think it's too late. Um, and Vegas right now, by the way, you mentioned Golden Knights, champions. Las I'm Vegas shocked. Aces, I, I'm Vegas shocked Aces. that pro sports could survive in Vegas. I always thought it was just a tourist place and didn't think there was a, a base population that would support a sports team there. I really didn't. Well, I, I think like a lot of other cities in America um, they're, that are growing right now, you have a lot of transplants, right? And yeah. they root for different teams. And so uh, when that team is in town, that becomes the team they root for on that day. But for the most part, there's city pride, right? Like you've moved to Las Vegas. You're prideful of the place you're, you're li- now living in. So you become a, a Las Vegas Aces fan. You become a Golden Knights fan. Now, of course, if you're from you know Pittsburgh and, and the Steelers show up or, or, the, or, or the Penguins show up. You're rooting for that team. I, I, we have this in Charlotte where the Panthers are a relatively new team, right? And for the most part, the first season ticket owners of Panthers tickets were fans of other teams first. Right. And when those teams showed up, they root for that team, but otherwise they root for the Panthers. I think but that's according to your logic, the Tampa Bay Rays should be drawing fans out the wazoo because A, they're winning, and there's a lot of transplants there from the East, like from Boston and New York, and they can't get flies. They, well, they, but I mean, maybe, my thought well, process not, might be this. A lot of retirees live there, and they're it's afraid to drive at night. It's not a BL end all. Have you been to the Trop? I wouldn't go to the Trop. No, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> the location's bad. But I'm yeah. thinking also a lot of retirees live there, and they're afraid to drive at night to go to games. Yeah, I mean, it, it, sure. I didn't think about that, but that's certainly possible. Um, there's also a thing called Uber now, yeah, that's Lyft true. and other ride-sharing apps. You can get to games quite easy now. Um, but yeah, no, that I think that certainly is part of it as well. You, but you know, you, you need to have the amenities, and I think that with a new stadium in Vegas, the A's will have the amenities at the stadium that they just don't have. The, the Oakland Coliseum is a dump, and they need to get a new stadium for sure. You're exactly right, and we'll see. And I think they will. They will go to Vegas, no doubt about that. All right, oh, we move gone, on. Yeah. We move on. Jeff Schwartz, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Now, this name is a perfect fit, and Kevin Wired Sports is a perfect fit, and it's all yours next. Yeah, great fit for sports. We do have a game, baseball game, coming up uh, at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. An early morning game. That's because it's going to be in London. Cubs and Cardinals as it was Chicago winning yesterday 9-1, to taking that first game of that two-game London series. But the records were set in Colorado. The Angels setting a new franchise record for offense. They had 25 runs in last night's game, beating Colorado 25-1, to and they led 23-0 after four innings. That was the first time in the last 50 years a team has scored that much that quickly. The Halos franchise record for most runs was 24. They set that back in 1979, so a new record set on Saturday. There was also a trade made after the game between these two teams, Colorado agreeing to send Mike Moustakis over to the Angels in exchange for a couple of minor league players. Dodgers with a come-from-behind win against the Astros 8-7, getting the go-ahead run in the bottom of the eighth inning on a balk call. 
The Giants beat the Diamondbacks 7-6. The Cincinnati Reds, the hottest team in baseball, had a 12-game winning streak going into Saturday, but it came to an end at the hands of the Atlanta Braves 7-6. That's in spite of the fact that they were able to hit four home runs. The Blue Jays beat the Oakland Athletics 7-3. Oakland a dreadful 20-59 this season. Royals aren't doing much better, but they did beat the best team in baseball in the Tampa Bay Rays 9-4. The upstart Baltimore Orioles, they get an extra inning win against the Mariners 6-4. The Mets beat the Phillies 4-2. Yankees shutting out the te- uh, the Texas Rangers 1-0. College World Series, Game 1 of the championship round. LSU takes it against Florida 4-3 as the Tigers hit a go-ahead home run in the 11th inning. And in soccer, the U.S. men's national team in the opening game of the Gold Cup Tournament played to a draw against Jamaica. Back to you guys. All right, Kev, thanks so much. Have a great day. Now, Jeff Schwartz, Andy Furman right here. It's real, and you'll hear about it in just about a minute. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This is unbelievable. But we have the blame game coming up in about six minutes from now. But get this one. This is, this is right up your alley. You'll yeah. love this story. Our golf fans are going to get a happy Gilmore sequel. A Bloomington South High School Indiana senior named Happy Gilmore recently announced his commitment to play golf at Ball State University. (laughs) According to USA Today, Gilmore's first name is Landon, but it began going to be called by Happy as a nickname when he competed in golf tournaments at the age of six. Unlike the character that actor Adam Sandler played in the 1996 film, this Happy Gilmore doesn't have any experience playing hockey. And he played for Bloomington South High School boys golf team since he was a freshman. And the future Bull State golfer recently shot a 66 at the U.S. Junior Amateur Golf Qualifier. He's ranked 497 in the Golf Week Sagarin boys rankings. This is ingenious because now with NIL oh, and, so and with the branding, he's, he's, he's going to make it. This guy's going to be a millionaire. doesn't very, make a difference how good he is in golf. Very smart. Very smart. I like it. Right. Yeah. Now, have you seen anybody change their name throughout your sports career? I, Nicknames, I, I'm sure. But, I mean, uh, I mean, Ron Artest changed his name multiple times. I don't even know what it is right now. I think he had to change his name. Really? Yeah. People I don't. Ready? I don't remember. I didn't have any teammates change, change their name. We had. I had teammates that like wanted to be called. You know, instead of Jeff, like please call me Jeffrey now. <laughs> like I remember that type of stuff, but not not like wholesale name changes. No. Now, what would you do if you were in the NFL right now to, well, I mean, look, I mean, if you were in college, let's say, forget about the NFL, you're in college right now, what would you do to to get the NIL thing hopping for yourself? But I guess it's difficult for, for linemen, right? I mean, NIL basically, what, receivers, quarterbacks, running backs in college, they're going to make the big bucks. I mean, I would have gone, I would have leaned into probably the Jewish thing a little bit, yeah. you know, Play on get, that get, you know get, get a Man Shevitz sponsorship or something. Big. Strites matzah. Yeah, something, yeah. No, I would have yeah. – I don't know. I'm an offensive lineman, man. I, I'd probably not get it very much. But I would lean into social media, you know, the, the Jewish you know, the Jewish part of it. Um, that's yeah. probably what I would have done. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I want you know it's it's a difficult thing, but I guess you get social media. I, I guess being an athlete or your athletic skill is almost secondary to the amount of followers you have. Isn't that correct? I mean, I, once again, I go back to these girls, the, the twins in Miami. They weren't great basketball players. Miami, well, Florida. One of them averaged like fifteen well, yeah, points. Yeah, but they they weren't like all Americans. They're not going. I mean, to, they're not going to WNBA. No. No, but but they they're on Twitter and they're on Facebook, Instagram, all over the place, and you know people are giving them the bucks. I guess to advertise. But again, the like there, there is there is some talent to creating a high profile on social media. Like you have to have you have to understand what social media is about and the best way to market yourself. Um, and yeah, it, it, people have a hard time with the idea that, you know, people that aren't as talented as you expect kind of get support in the, at that, that level. Right. I think people have a hard time with that, but I don't hate the, I don't hate the grind, man. I don't hate the, like it, it, these, these ladies, man, they, you got a big following. Like they, they know what they're doing on social media. And they're, they're gymnast they're, at LSU. She's got millions of followers, millions, and she's yeah. making millions. Okay, yeah, I mean, but where hey, does she uh, go from there? There's no professional well, gymnastics league. What does she do? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, whatever she wants. I don't, I don't I know. She's in college I still. I think she's young. She still isn't. She can still figure out what she wants. No, yeah. Oh, she go to the Olympics. I'm sure. No, I mean, I don't think she's good enough to be an Olympian. But I think if that's a possibility, she would do it. Um. I don't know. You just, I mean, what does anyone do when they leave college? They find a job, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so her job might be uh, being an influencer, right? But I mean, here, a- here was my question initially. When NIL came out, I initially thought it was like the quarterback of a local university would be paid by the local maybe auto dealership to show up like after the season on yeah, Saturday yeah. mornings to sign autographs. I have yet to see on social media any athlete – Attached to his name of a local sponsorship, I, I've never seen that. Oh, have oh, you seen oh, they're, that? oh, no, they're, they're they're around, Andy. Um, it's just either in the local market, you know, like you're not going to see. You know, I'm an Oregon Duck. Like I'm not going to see. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm not going to see a car dealership deal um, <clears throat> from a player who's in Eugene. But they're they're happening, I and mean, that's that's the way players are getting kind of funneled that that money that we talked about was not really the purpose of, of NIL was not the thought right. of NIL, but obviously it was going to be the end the, the outcome of NIL, which is that players kind of that pay for play that we talked about earlier. So in other um, words, if I'm, if I'm a, I'm a graduate of Oklahoma state university, for example, I'm a big fan. I'm a big booster. And in years past, I'd give some money to athletes, let's say under the table, because I want to see big players come to Oklahoma state. Yeah. So now I'm doing it above board because it's legal. I could give him the same amount of money and saying that he's going to come out to my car dealership on, uh, on Saturdays when the season's over to sign autographs. That's basically Correct. what it is. Correct. Yes. Right? So yes. It, it's, it's legal uh, above board, you know, buying players. That's basically what it is. Oh yeah. Okay. It's, uh, I mean, but it, to, this kid to, may to not have fair, a big following. To, right? to be fair, you're you're not supposed to technically pay for the players. That that's not legal. But the way around it, obviously, is you say like, "Hey, when you get here, we will give you this deal." But you're not allowed to, you know, to 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 say, "Come to my school for X amount of money." Right. Okay, so I'm I'm still that same booster, and I find out there's a five star quarterback in uh, in Butte, Montana. Okay, I wanted to come here, although he doesn't even have a social media account, or if he does, it's very very small. Okay, so he's, does he still get involved with NIL? Because yeah, NIL is supposed to be with your with your social media account. Well, I mean, uh, it's not anymore. It, I'm sure. Now now it's about obviously 
if you're a five-star player, who cares about your social media account? You, you're right. Football talent. Yeah. There you go. All right. Jeff Schwartz, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. So many questions, so little answers. We'll c- continue this in weeks to come. But right now, it's your fault. Yes, it is. The blame game is next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The blame game coming right up about 10 minutes now before the top of the hour. By the way, top of the hour today, we got some double duty. I believe it's Mike Harmon. Is it Dan Beyer? Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon coming up at 9 o'clock Eastern right here on Fox Sports Radio. We're live from the Tyrac.com studios. And, of course, the blame game coming up right now. So what are we waiting for? Let's do it. You ruined me. It's all your fault. No, it's your fault. This is all your fault. This is all your fault. Maybe it's everyone's fault. Who knows? He's a liar! That's why there's the blame game. The blame game. Let's figure out who to blame. The blame game. Yeah, let's do it. And the man in charge, the finger pointer himself, Ethan Miller, the Big E. All right, guys. uh, To start off, uh, here's who we're going to blame today. So four out of five players... uh, first drafted in the NBA draft on Thursday did not come from an American college. Uh, who's to blame for this that, you know, college hoops aren't, you know, don't have that big presence uh, in the top five? College basketball um, itself. I mean, these players are making more money um, playing in the G League and um, playing in the, the, the night league, right? Um, and that's what it is, or overtime, something like that. Uh, they're just making more. They're making more money. I think the the one and done rule, right? Um, you know, these players want to go to the NBA immediately, and and they're not going to. So they're gonna. Why go to college for a year when you don't want to study? You don't want to get a degree. Uh, let's go play in, in the overtime league, right? Or let's go play in the G League or or whatever. So, um, I um, yeah, I get it. You know, I think it's a credit. Not a blame. It's a credit to the success of the game of basketball, how it's grown. I got four out of five guys that didn't play in college. The only one was the number two pick, Brandon Miller, who went to Alabama, picked by the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I, I think it's a great situation. The game has grown so much. It's so big. It's so Absolutely. wide. And look, I don't think college is for everybody anyway. 
So when you got these guys that went to overtime elite, like the twins, the Thompson twins, Amen and Azar, I mean, I think it's great. You don't want to go to college? Fine. Go play, go play the game that you studied for, basketball, and that's great. So we see that there are, you know, there's a lot of time stoppage between um, plays because of instant replay uh, in the NFL and the NBA. And it's taken a lot of time away from the game, adding more time to the games on average 25 minutes. Who's to blame for this and how do we wait, change wait. On, this? On average? Yeah, on average. There's an extra 25 minutes on average when there's instant replay. In when NBA. there is instant replay. Yeah, when there's instant replay. I mean, it's, replay. It, it's much longer in, in NBA. The NBA, like the end of games, is ridiculous. It could take it could take three minutes on the clock and 30 minutes. Of, and college basketball is the worst of them all. Um, I think the NFL review process is pretty quick for the most part, right? It's they, They've been able to short it up and, and make it... Um, you know, and now they're doing those, um, you know, kind of review, but with the sky judge pretty quickly. Um, I think I think the NFL does it pretty well. I think the bottom line is you want to get it right, and I get that. But the point is that you take away the momentum factor, and fans are just getting bored. You know what? I, I think the referees as a whole would vote against these replays because at times it makes them look bad. You know what? It's a human error. Human error happens in sports. It's happened all these years prior to re- replay. Go back to the way it was. Go back to the way it was. All right, last one before we head off. Um, Devontae Adams recently had his assault charges dropped. Uh, we see a lot of athletes recently making poor choices off the field. Why? Wh- who's to blame for this? It's a very small minority of players. There's a lot of great players in all sports that don't get in trouble. There you go. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts